Right, before we get on with the rest of the show, I've got to say there is something odd about this aborted Russian coup that took place over the weekend. It comes up to more than $6 billion was unaccounted for by the Pentagon after allegedly being sent to the Ukraine. Now, it's not beyond the realm of belief that the money was actually used to support the rebellion against Putin, but we don't know that for sure. AI is the first technology that can make decisions by itself, even about us. In a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct. But just think about a religion whose holy book is written by an AI. That could be a reality in a few years. AI is the first... Back to resistance chicks i'm one of your hosts the other one's coming down the stairs as we speak i'm seeing her as we speak leah and michelle resistance chicks it's sunday so what does sunday mean it means we're going to go all around the world with this week's top news including dun, 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 a coup against putin a coup we have been talking about um i don't even know how to say his last name yevgeny Przogin, Yevgeny Przogin, he's the head of the Wagner Group. You guys have seen him. He's got that really sourpuss face. Um, he, he curses a lot, um, even in Russian. He has decided. He he decided. You know what? I take on Putin. He's just not doing good for troops. Not doing good for Russia. I take him on. I send tanks to Moscow. So that's what he did. Putin, being Putin decides that he's not going to have any of it and decides to exile him to Belarus. So we're going to talk about that. And then as you just saw in this awesome clip, or, or did he? Or did he? That is the question. The real question is, was this all theater? Mm. And I believe it was all theater. Well, we'll get to that. So then we've got Yuval Noah Harari giving us, again, another classic clip. This time telling us that um, AI could take over religion. Writing a correct Bible. Exactly. I think that that is blasphemous. And so we're going to talk about that. Um, Leah, what the heck is going on in Canada? You said the Canadians aren't going to be able to use Facebook? Uh, for news. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I'm not exactly sure. We're going to dive into that. Um, Let me help you. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, we're going to... It's interesting. Canada is like the land of the not free. They keep trying to pass bills to make it so that everything is is more difficult. So there's gonna be there's red tape here uh, with um, their farmers like their not their nutraceuticals. You want supplements in Canada? You're not getting them, eh? Hey, yeah, that's it. Bottom make, line, they want to make everything really really hard to do in Canada. So you just stay in your little <clears throat> home. What m m boggles my mind about uh, Canada is it's so big. 
And why you need all these rules in Canada to protect Canadians is beyond me. Just protect them, them from the wide unknown. You poor You Canadians. didn't know that this one thing was hurting you, so we're going to stop it from hurting you. You know what? Actually, they're trying to say, this one thing that's really helping you, we're going to stop it from helping you. That's mostly it. We're going to stop it from helping you. Exactly. That's that's what's happening. Just click open all. There yeah. you are. Now we're on the same page. Now we're cooking with gas. So Leah didn't get to see my really cool intro. Mm -hmm. But this Tower of the Babel, I put this AI brain that was pumping looks super cool and then when we got to um Yuval Noah Harari I put his face over an AI thing it was really awesome see you know play there's very few things no I'm not gonna play it again there's very few things that I do for the show to get it ready because you do all of the news the actual like finding of the stuff okay and and I sit here for three hours sometimes listening to all that and my 57 second reel half the time Leah doesn't see it I just feel I feel like it's unfair it is unfair. You should wait. You should play it like in the middle of the show. No, because they all saw it. But they come in late. No, no, Not no. But they have, no, they saw it. All right. Uh, so James says Trudeau is just a would-be dictator, the little wimp. It is, he it. is a would-be. He is a would-be dictator. You know what, but though? so it's, it seems like everybody else in Canada seems to abide by dictate. They like it. It's very strange. I wouldn't call him a would-be dictator. I would just call him a dictator. Just drop the would-be. Because he is one. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Leah, Mike on DLive says that you have your prison stripes theme today. Oh. I wouldn't call them prison stripes, but okay. Why not? Because it's 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 nautical theme. It's it's <laughs> the, it's a preppy look. When you say nautical, like not a cool, it sounds like you said not not a cool theme. Nautical. It's my like seafaring, yeah. sea seaside. My it's my old my old school throwback to the '90s Tommy Hilfiger or whatever. It's, my it's a really nice, pretty dress that no one sees the dress part. It just looks like a shirt. Wearing a shirt. That's funny. Okay, so if you guys missed our show on Friday, we talked about the Ocean Gate Titan, the submersible that imploded. Um, you know, the Kansas Cowboy had us watch a documentary. On the Titanic. This week on yeah. the Titanic and the Olympic and was the Titanic name put on Tell the Olympic me, that had you guys, crashed? Was the Titanic should stop for the Olympic? I need to know. It seemed very plausible, um, and so that was really fascinating. Kind of brings back all of the the lore of the Titanic, and you kind of want to go and watch all the stuff that you can on it. And um, this is the bottom line for me on that is uh, let sleeping dogs lie. Let the Titanic go the way of the Titanic. You know, they have enough footage. Now, Stu Peters, I guess, I don't want to wrongfully report here, but I feel like Stu Peters is coming out and saying um, that there's more to this than meets the eye, that they were going to uncover some globalist conspiracy at the bottom of the Titanic with the Titanic, and that's why they had to blow up this thing. I disagree with Stu on this, and here's why. The guy that, that built this submersible, um, and you can peg an idiot. Like, and when I say idiot, an arrogant guy who's just like, you know, I built this thing, we scrapped it together, and we're going to the bottom of the ocean, and it's done several dives, and then why not let it keep going? And it, I don't think he's faking that. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Um, do you need help with internet? I need internet. Okay. Yes. You know, I love technology but the wi-fi down here 
leaves a little bit to be desired. The Wi-Fi around our whole house leaves a little bit to be desired. We pay enough. We pay out the wazoo to have good internet. So I want to go ahead and uh, bring up a couple YouTube's videos on. Why don't you stream over here while that's waiting? Because I have all your stuff up. Where we are at right now with the Titan. So we did a whole show on Which by the way oh, is like gods names, like like Greek gods. Mm -hmm. We got the Titan, the Olympic, the the Titanic, mm -hmm. you know, just makes you, after the show we did on the gods and the demonic thing, it kind of makes it you feels wonder. very demonic. All right. So let's do this update here. Oh, hang on. That's not the right you. one. Oh. Go ahead. Okay. You find the right one. Okay. All right, before we get on nope, No. That's the Wagner group. Okay. New details coming in about the investigation into the Titan sub-disaster. The Canadian ship that launched the doomed vessel returning to port in Newfoundland with flags at half-mast. OceanGate CEO Stockton Rush among the five people killed in the catastrophic implosion. Tonight, the company's co-founder defending his actions. Here's ABC's Jacqueline Lee. Tonight, Canadian investigators zeroing in on the Polar Prince, the ship returning today after taking the Titan sub to sea, losing contact an hour and 45 minutes later. All five passengers on board instantly killed in a catastrophic implosion. Investigators boarded the Polar Prince to examine and document the vessel, to collect information from the vessel's voyage data recorder. We have also begun conducting interviews with the people aboard the vessel. Authorities also hoping to recover audio recordings. They say investigations typically take anywhere from 18 months to two years. In Newfoundland, a U.S. Navy operated crane waiting on the U.S. Coast Guard, the lead agency in the investigation, to decide whether to recover the sub's key pieces of evidence now sitting on the ocean floor. Tonight, the OceanGate co-founder defending CEO Stockton Rush, the pilot of that doomed submersible. He was very committed to safety. Even as text messages sent to a potential passenger and provided to ABC News show Rush dismissing concerns, writing, quote, while there's obviously risk, it's way safer than flying in a helicopter or even scuba diving. When a defense budget expert tells ABC News once all is said and done, he estimates the U.S. to pay about one and a half million dollars for the search and rescue operation. A Coast Guard spokesperson would not provide us a number, saying they do not associate a cost with saving human lives. Wait. Jacqueline Lee for us tonight. Thank you. So one other thing that was highly disturbing that I didn't recognize or understand is that when you get in this submersible, they lock you in and you can't get out. Like, they bolt you in. Yeah. They literally... Thank you. They literally... I'm sorry. It's it bothers okay. me. The, I'm claustrophobic. I'm not going in it. They have to bolt... Like, there's no way... Like, if you went somewhere else and you happen to um, what they... surface, there's no getting out. Somebody has to come and unbolt you. I'm not going to be bolted in my car that sits in my driveway. Okay? I don't trust anybody to bolt Nobody me Nobody bolt anything. me in anything. No, nobody's bolting me into anything. Catastrophic implosion. The unthinkable became all too real this past week as we learned of the fate of undersea explorer Stockton Rush's Titan submersible on its way to the Atlantic grave of the Titanic. The questions, the second guessing, David Pogue tells us, are likely to continue for a long time to come. Last summer, a company called OceanGate invited Sunday morning to join an expedition to the Titanic. At the time, I was thrilled. Next time I come out of this doorway, 
I'll either be a changed man forever or cursing the bad weather. As the whole world knows now, Ocean Gate's business was taking adventure seekers on these Titanic dives. Well, we're sitting on the Titanic. Yeah. On the Titanic. <laughs> for $250,000 a ticket on a one-of-a-kind carbon fiber submersible called the Titan. Carbon fiber is a great material. It's better than titanium. It's better than a lot of other materials. This is Stockton Rush, the CEO of OceanGate and the designer of the sub. Last Sunday, as he was piloting the sub to the Titanic, it imploded, killing him and his four passengers. We spent nine days at sea with Rush last summer, and in wake of the tragic news, we thought you might like to see more of what we saw and hear more of what Stockton Rush said. The Titan wasn't like any previous deep sea submersible. There was no dashboard, just a touchscreen computer and a single power button. We only have one button, that's it. <laughs> Wait a minute, I've, I've seen submersibles and they are banks of controls, yeah. like, like cockpit after cockpit. Exactly, and this is to other submersibles what the iPhone was to the Blackbird. But many of its components seemed surprisingly cheap. For views outside the sub, he had installed store-bought security cameras. As for the ceiling lights... I got these from uh, Camper World. And then there was the steering unit. Um, we run the whole thing with this game controller. <laughs> Come on! So it seems like a lot of the way you made this is by taking off-the-shelf parts and sort of MacGyvering them together. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Does that not raise anybody's eyebrows in the industry? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm definitely an outlier. There were a lot of rules out there that didn't make engineering sense to me. Everyone I know keeps asking me the same question. Why would you get on that dangerous sub? Well, first of all, Stockton Rush had the credentials. He majored in aerospace engineering at Princeton. He designed and flew his own airplanes. He designed previous submersibles. Second, he was emphatic that the important parts of the Titan were rock solid, like the carbon fiber body for which NASA served as a consultant. There are certain things that you want to be uh, buttoned down, and that's the pressure vessel. Once the pressure vessel is, you're certain it's not going to collapse on everybody, everything else can fail. Your thrusters can go, your lights can go, you're still going to be safe. Third, I was convinced by an expert. P.H. Nargelet, the veteran deep-sea explorer who also perished in the Titan. Over the years, he'd been to the Titanic more than just about anyone. How many times have you been? Uh, with the last uh, dive, uh, 37 times. You've been to the Titanic 37 times? Yes. I was in charge of uh, one, two, three, four, five, five sub. How different is the Titan from those other subs? Completely different. Most of them, you have a sphere. Was there never a point when you wondered about the, the safety of the sub at that depth? No. Two or three years ago, I had a phone call with uh, Stockton, and he explained to me that he was doing a, a lot of tests. He showed me some the, the ways they were building the stuff. I said, okay, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> no problem to dive in the sub. I was also impressed by the sub's seven redundant systems for returning to the surface. These are roll weights. We can actually roll this up and those come off. That gains us some buoyancy to come back to the surface. Okay. These triple weights, we call them, are, uh, are hydraulically driven. Expedition manager, Kyle Bingham. 
Underneath this tray hang these bags. We're around around 35 pounds. And those hang down there. Typical die will have eight of them. Uh, we can also use our thrusters. We have enough power to thrust back up. And then under this last fairing here, we have our variable ballast tank or soft ballast. It's an air bladder that we use a big 10,000 PSI air tank that's under the tail to fill that up, fill it with air, and then it helps bring us to the surface. There were even sandbags that detach automatically after about 16 hours, even if everyone inside had passed out. Their connectors would dissolve in seawater. So you have a backup of a backup of a backup of a backup of a backup. Correct. All stations are reporting the dive to go. Please stand by. Finally, the crew seemed to foster a culture of safety. There were checklists, inspections before and after every dive, and a three strikes rule. If three things seemed out of the ordinary, no matter how minor, they'd cancel the dive. I learned that the hard way on our own dive. We're in the water, we're floating. At this point, divers are supposed to detach the sub from its launch platform. So apparently those floats there came off the platform and that wasn't supposed to happen. So we're scrubbing? Yeah, yeah, I think that's the consensus up here. Copy that. I never did see the Titanic, and I wasn't unusual. In OceanGate's first two summers of Titanic operations, it spent a total of 50 days floating above the shipwreck site. But because of waves, bad weather, and malfunctions, the Titan actually made it to the Titanic only 12 times. But through it all, Stockton Rush defended his unconventional approach. I mean, anything when you're trying something outside the box, People inside the box think you're nuts. <laughs> Same thing when uh, Elon Musk was doing SpaceX. Inside the box, everything's scary. But as early as 2018, there was concern about the Titan's design. A former employee says that when he raised safety concerns, Rush fired him. That same year, a group of submersible engineers <coughs> urged Rush to seek certification of the Titan by a safety agency. Rush declined, saying that regulation would stifle innovation. At some point, safety just is pure waste. I mean, if you just want to be safe, don't get out of bed, don't get in your car, don't do anything. Yeah. At some point, you're going to take some risk, and it really is a risk-reward question. I said, I think I can do this just as safely by breaking the rules. So, Captain McLaren, um, have you spent much time in submarines? David, my total time under the water, divorced from the outside atmosphere, is a little over five and three quarters years. No kidding. Fact. Retired U.S. Navy submarine captain Alfred McLaren is not impressed by OceanGate's innovations. I mean, would you fly in an airplane that somebody excitedly tells you, well, it's going to be a lot cheaper because we found a new way of attaching the wings? Yeah, right. He theorizes that the Titan <coughs> failed not because it was made of carbon fiber, but because it was made of three dissimilar materials, carbon fiber, titanium, and plexiglass for the porthole. When you have different materials, different molecular structure, they have different coefficients of expansion and compression, and you then you make repeated cycles in depth, of course you're gonna work that seal loose. And that's why submarines don't run around with, a, with any portholes at all, come to think of it. It's a weak point. I think there's a, a great, almost surreal um, irony here, which is Titanic sank because the captain took it full steam into a, 
an ice field at night on a moonless night with very poor visibility uh, after he had been repeatedly warned by telegram by Marconi Graham. In an interview with Anderson Cooper, filmmaker and veteran Titanic diver James Cameron pointed out a sad parallel between Stockton Rush and the captain of the Titanic. The arrogance and the hubris that sent that ship to its doom is exactly the same thing that sent those people in that, that sub to their fate. The world mourns the loss of Stockton Rush, P.H. Narjolet, and their three passengers, British billionaire Hamish Harding, Pakistan. Okay, so wow. if you have watched a Titanic documentary about the Titanic versus the Olympic, and you would like to compare Stockton Rush to the captain of the Titanic. Are you saying to me that Stockton Rush wanted to implode his ship? That's true. <clears throat> Are you dropping something that I need to pick up because you had <laughs> because you were paid off or something or something was going down now? The idea that they're still peddling that the Titanic just sunk because of someone's mistake because somebody was too uh, headlong, you know, too a too arrogant. That to and this is what we were taught in school. It was that it was just the arrogance. The Titanic will never sink. Mm -hmm. And honestly. If you look at it, it should not have. And so what happened? Why did it go headlong at into night, the... you could see even, they were saying, uh, an iceberg from a mile and a half away. Like three or four miles. And then there, there was, was every reason why that... And there, there was no reason. So that then when they, they turned this the ship, and I don't understand ship speak, but they turned it sideways. And there's like port and all that. But they turned it sideways and they went into the iceberg sideways, which if they had literally hit it head on like this... The ship would not have sunk. And there was that other ship waiting. Yeah, the California. That, that had a bunch of wool sweaters on it. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of mystery involved here. Although I will just, I will say this though. I, I do not see a Titanic sized conspiracy behind this one. I see a Titanic conspiracy behind any, everything. I, no, you don't. I see this as just arrogance of this guy. You know who else is arrogant? And I don't think Elon that they, they fake their death, guys. I'm not... Listen, we'll get to Elon in a second. What if they did? What Leah? if they weren't really on the ship? Not everything... Because everybody on that on the, the ship itself would have had to have known. They bolt these people in. Someone knows that those people aren't in there. Like, everybody would have to be in on it. This whole thing... Guys, sometimes, please feel me on this, because conspiracy theorism can become a religion, and you just start, like, seeing... It's I don't know what if they needed the insurance, maybe, you know, like they did with the Titanic. They None of that the makes sense. Insurance. You see this Stockton Rush guy. You see how excited he is but, about what he does. He's not going to go the way of the dinosaur and never do it again. But you see CNN peddling it. This is the CNN narrative. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's Sometimes, always a I'm not saying that there's not something here, but I'm saying that the, the ideas that I'm hearing are too far-fetched. And, and let me, and, and here's the deal. Prior to us all becoming red-pilled, there were things that sometimes bad things just happen, but in conspiracy theory world, literally nothing just happens. There is nothing that just happened. Like, just people being evil, being bad, and something bad results from it. Like, that literally never exists in conspiracy theory religion. 
okay? There's not a single thing that just happens as just a bad idea. But somehow, your loved one that was texting and driving that died in the car crash, that's not a big giant conspiracy theory. That's just, oh, they shouldn't have been texting and driving and we're mad at cell phones. But if it happens to a celebrity or if it happens to a billionaire or if it happens to something that gets thrown in the mainstream media news, then oh, it has to be. Like, how come bad things just happen to regular I don't, people? I don't know, but I do know this. Maybe they had, maybe, maybe there was an act of God. There's something going on. There's something here. I think there's something. James says there were so many safety protocols that they just ignored. Just very careless. Cheap is what killed these guys. Any one of these types of subs are only safe up to a very few dives because of the wear on it from the enormous water pressure. What? Here's the deal. What you're telling me is that. would be that he probably should have been making more subs. Like each sub needed to be. What you are telling me. I'm not telling you anything. I'm throwing it out. With this conspiracy theory idea that everything is a conspiracy theory. I'm not saying everything is a conspiracy theory. I'm saying that there might be something here because I I have my first clue. So if the mainstream media covers anything, they are lying. 100% of the time, they aren't ever just like, hey, this is a fact, bad bad idea. Like 100% of the time, they don't know how to tell the whole truth. So there's something that I'm not saying that there's not something, but the, but the something in my gut, I trust my gut guys. My gut says, if you are going to take a tiny little vessel and take it 12,000 feet below water. Something bad may just happen. I don't go skydiving. I don't go bungee jumping. Why? Because something may just happen. And even though I'm a truther and even though I tell all this stuff and there probably is a target on my head, let me finish my sentence. If I do go do one of those crazy insane things, do not go see is thinking that the CIA or the IRS maybe kill me. That's why I don't do it because they could make it look like an accident. No, I don't do it because I just flat out don't want to die. And they could make it look like an accident. They could, but there's always the risk. Just don't tell them where you're at. All right, let's move on. If I'm cooking dinner and I die, then think it might be. I You won't Clinton's. be cooking dinner and okay? you're going to die. All right, so moving on to something that is definitely a conspiracy theory that's being covered up. There is something odd about this aborted coup in Russia. All right, something that wasn't right and something that still isn't right. The mainstream media would love nothing more than to have Putin toppled. But the question is, why? Because Putin is, he's basically a moderate in in terms of world crazy leaders. And uh, there's there there's been this back and forth with Pushojin. Uh, uh, I said it right. Um, Prashojin, the Wagner group leader, he's got 25,000 troops. He's got 50,000 on the call already. And this week, a couple days ago, it seemed like all Hades had broken loose, that the guy was going to storm the capital and take over Putin and there was going to be a coup. All right. Um, the, the head of the Wagner group, Yegeny Pashojin, left the Southern Military District Headquarters June 24th, 2023, in Rostov-Don uh, on, on Don in Russia. So the greatest challenge, supposedly, that Putin uh, has had in more than two decades in power fizzled out after the rebellious mercenary commander who ordered his troops to march on Moscow abruptly reached a deal with the Kremlin to go into exile and sounded the retreat. 
This brief revolt, though, exposed vulnerabilities, is what they're saying, among Russian government forces, with the Wagner Group soldiers under the command of Pashojin uh, able to move unimpeded into the Russian city of Rostov-on-Don and advance hundreds of uh, kilometers towards Moscow. The Russian military scrambled to defend Russia's capital. Capital Under the deal announced Saturday, yesterday, by Kremlin spokesman uh, Peskov, Pushogin will go to neighboring Belarus, which has supported Russians' invasion to the Ukraine. Charges against him of mounting an armed rebellion will be dropped. The government also said it would not prosecute Wagner fighters who took part, while those who did not join in would be offered contracts with the defense ministry. Pushogin ordered his troops back to their field camps in Ukraine, where they had been fighting alongside Russian regular soldiers. Sunday morning, this morning, there were still no reports of Prigozhin arriving in Belarus. It's P-R-I-G. How are you getting Pris? Prigozhin. 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 But you don't sound out Russian names. But you're, then you're this just making it up, too. No, this is how I've heard people pronounce Prishogin? it. Prigozhin? Okay, so it has it's not phonetic at all. I don't care how you say it. I'm just saying it doesn't look right. Okay. Arriving in Belarus. Keep saying it that way. Arrive arriving in Belarus. Many other questions remained unanswered, including whether Prishozhin would be joined in exile by any other any of Wagner's troops, and what role, if any, he might have there. Prashojin, uh, who sent out a series of audio and video updates during his revolt, has gone silent since the, since the Kremlin announced the deal uh, that they had brokered, brokered with him. Now, I want you to bring up, uh, the one thing I don't have is uh, Putin's address, I think. I thought I had it in one of these videos. But this is, it's a very interesting uh, video where Putin is calling on his speech, the speech here. Putin is calling on, let's see, let's see, Putin's speech. I'm going to retweet it. Yes. All right, let's see what no, Putin has to that's say. That's not, not the right one. one. That's not that one. We need the Putin speech on the Wagner. Putin speech Wagner. There we go. Okay. She's got it. So what you're saying is you think there might be some sort of inside stuff that it was a it was a a political I will tell you what I think in a moment once you get all the facts. All right, we're waiting for the facts. Here they come. All right, I address the citizens of Russia. To the personnel of the armed forces, law enforcement agencies, and special services, the fighters and commanders, who are now fighting at their positions, repelling enemy attacks. They do it heroically. I know. I spoke again last night with the commanders at office. I also address those who have been deceived or coerced into a criminal adventure. Driven onto the path of a serious crime, an armed rebellion. 
Russia is currently engaged in a fierce struggle for its future, repelling the aggression of neo-Nazis and their masters. Almost the entire military, economic, and information machinery of the West is directed against us. We are fighting for the lives and safety of our people, for our sovereignty and independence. For the right to be and to remain Russia, a state with a thousand-year history. This battle, when the fate of our people is being decided, requires the unity of all forces. <coughs> Unity, consolidation, and responsibility when everything that weakens us must be cast aside. Any discord that our external enemies can use and are using to undermine us from within. And therefore, actions that divide our unity are essentially a betrayal of our people, of our comrades in arms who are currently fighting on the front lines. This is a stab in the back of our country and our people. Such a blow was dealt to Russia in 1917, when the country was fighting in the First World War. But victory was stolen from us. Scheming, quarreling, political maneuvering behind the back of the army and the people resulted in the greatest upheaval, the destruction of the army and the collapse of the state, the loss of vast territories. And in the end, the tragedy of the civil war. Russians killed Russians, brothers killed brothers. And exploiting, and exploiting it for selfish gain, various political adventures and foreign forces divided our country. They tore it to pieces. We will not allow this to happen again. We will protect our people and our statehood from any threats, including betrayal at home. And what we've encountered now is betrayal, plain and simple. Excessive ambitions and personal interests have led to betrayal. The betrayal of our country, our people, and the cause for which alongside our other units and divisions, fighters and commanders of the Wagner Group fought and died. Heroes who liberated Solidar and Artemok and cities and towns in Donbass. They fought and gave their lives for Novrosaya, for the unity of the Russia. Their names and glory have also been betrayed by those who attempt to organize an insurrection, who drive the country towards anarchy and fratricide towards ultimate defeat and capitulation. I will repeat, any trouble at home is a deadly threat to our statehood, to us as a nation. It is a blow to Russia, to our people. And our actions to defend the fatherland from such a threat will be severe. Anyone who consciously embarked on the path of betrayal, those who prepared an armed rebellion and resorted to blackmail and terrorist methods will face inescapable punishment. They will be held accountable under the law and before our people. The armed forces and other state agencies have received the necessary orders. Additional counterterrorism measures are currently being implemented in Moscow, in the Moscow region, and in several other regions. Decisive actions will also be taken to stabilize the situation in Rostov-on-Don. It remains challenging. The operations of the civilian and military authorities, authorities there are effectively blocked. As the President of Russia and the Supreme Commander-in-Chief, 
As a citizen of Russia, I will do everything to defend the country, to protect the constitutional order and the lives, security, and freedom of its citizens. Those who organized and prepared the military rebellion, those who took up arms against their comrades in arms, have, has betrayed Russia and they will answer for it. As for those who are being drawn into this crime, I urge them not to commit a fatal and tragic irrevocable mistake. Make the only right choice to cease participation in criminal activities. I believe that we will preserve and defend what is dear and sacred to us. Okay, so you, this is all very odd. It's all very, very odd what is happening right now. So Pashogin, who is he? He's a high-profile, provocative mercenary leader with a penchant for trolling media outlets. He has led the private Wagner group uh, for a while. How, what is his relationship with Putin? So Putin and Pashogin share the same hometown, St. Petersburg, then Leningrad. While Putin rose uh, from the KGB insider to Russian leader, Prishojin served as a decade-long served a, uh, a ten-year prison sentence, starting in his teenage years, and then he started a hot dog stand. No kidding. Yeah, and so this is very interesting. So, dude goes to prison, dog, comes out, stand. starts a hot dog stand. Okay. He began racking up clout in the hospitality industry before gaining Putin's attention. By the time Putin was at the highest echelons of the Russian government, Prishojin was helping to serve state dinners. What? Yeah, he actually uh, hang on, hang yeah, on, helped hang serve on, the state dinner, on. like the one held in 2006 when then President George Washington was there, uh, or George Washington, George Bush, earning him the nickname of Putin's chef. Hang on. So Putin helped Pashojin open a school lunch factory on generous state-funded loans. Pashojin also owned at least part of Concord Management and Consulting. Uh, the firm that Justice Department officials su suspected of bankrolling online the pro-Trump trolling operations. But there were no pro-Trump trolling operations. Can we even believe Do this article? Do you see how this... Yes, yes, this one... Yes, no, this is real. No, this is real. I just actually... I, I confirmed something I saw on Twitter. This is real. So this is real. So they actually tried to pin... The CIA tried to pin these pro-Trump trolling operations... Uh, Russians on Pashogin. Hot dog man. Hot dog man. Okay. So, in the, in the critical in, in video posted to Russian social media app Telegram, he chastised the country's leadership for starting the war and said that Ukrainian forces were successfully pushing back the Russian army. The conflict blew up later on Friday as Pashogin claimed that Russian military leaders had ordered strikes on his men, killing thousands of them. The war was needed for a bunch of scumbags to triumph and to show how strong of an army they are, he said on Friday, speculating that the effort was part of the defense minister's plan to get promoted. So, this to me, um, and I do have um, a video, and I'll go ahead and, and retweet it. And it smells where you can see like a speaking. hot dog stand. It smells like a hot dog stand, which is very odd smelling hang on a minute a russian hot dog man yeah my profile i got it this there's something not right about this then You're... his chef putin chef putin's putin chef 
right, we're at the headquarters. 7.30 in the morning, under our control, are all military objects of Rostov, including airports where the warplanes and passenger planes are working as usual. No problems. All we did is place monitoring so that they worked against Ukrainians and did not target us. The general headquarters are working as well, as usual as well. No officer was hurt. So that's why when they tell you that the front line collapsed because of PMC, you'll know that it's a lie. When we arrived here, we learned new info. That huge amounts of territories lost in Ukraine, the soldiers killed are four times more than what is reported to the top officials and 10 times more than what they say on TV. All losses sometimes top 1,000 per day. This includes killed, lost, wounded, and those that refuse to fight and refuse not because they're scared but because there is choice left. When there is no ammo and no proper commands, the chief of general staff has fled this place. When he learned of our approach, okay, so I don't really know what's going on here, but I do know that sources say the Daily Mail, everybody says he's worth a billion dollars. Hot dog man! So what is he doing fighting if he's got plenty of money unless he has a beef in the fight, like he wants to fight? And are these all beef hot dogs? <laughs> there is more here than meets the eye. How does he go from hot dog man to a billion dollars? I'm opening a hot dog stand. I want to know how you go from prison to hot dog man to making food to being um, one of the world's best fighters. Where does he have his training? As a fighter. On, uh, the, on if, the front lines of... Yeah, so bring up this uh, Daily street Mail. foods? You can see this picture. Bashojin assists then-Prime Minister uh, Vladimir Putin during a dinner in 2011. So he doesn't <laughs> strike me. He's got to be like undercover CIA. Uh, can, you might just need to be with my article from my history. It, he doesn't strike me. Like, he's got to have been some sort of undercover, like, Natasha-type training from Avengers or whatever. Oh, my gosh. Okay. This is... this is Now, this is the kind of stuff that it's... that can, Yes, conspiracy theory. Is this Thank the you. right one? Yes. No. Yes. Yeah. Yes, well done. All right. I just want you to see him serving dinner, like, as, a, as like, a waiter. No. And it just is... It's not... I'm not... I'm Get not, out! Something isn't how, but how here. do you go from serving to billion not billionaire? Okay, so here, this is from the Daily Mail. See, undercover there. Is the it? Russian-backed separatists who controlled mo much of the region were outraged and visited. I see. Let me see. Uh, I'm like Daily has been ads. a malignant part of, of my life almost a decade. I first encountered his work in 2014 after Russia's invasion of Crimea, uh, when I was reporting from a position near the occupied city of Dunsk in the eastern Ukraine. So, um, Russian news reports claim the Ukrainian army had tortured and then publicly crucified a three-year-old boy. Of course, it was lies, but the consequences were real. 
The Russian-backed separatists, who controlled much of the region, were outraged and visited punishment on local populations in response. Real atrocities and retaliation for a fake one. Ukraine was then, as now, a land blanketed in Russian lies. This is from the Daily Mail. Scrolling through my Facebook and Twitter on my phone, my feeds were full of Russian reports about the situation on the ground. He says, uh, As I revealed in this person's book, War in 140 Characters, How Social Media is Reshaping the Conflict of 21st Century, um, it says that this the um, there came an organization called the Internet Research Agency that ran so-called troll farms, the most notable of which was in an office block in St. Petersburg, where rows of laptop warriors pumped out disinformation 24-7. It was a factory of lies, and its owner was um, Pashojin. When I asked about him, everyone was a bit vague. As one source told me, Pashojin is the man from nowhere. He is part of no institution or agency. It's just strange. He, uh, in the 1980s, he served nine uh, years of a 12-year sentence. And then you've got him now running this entire military operation. And now he's headed to Belarus. So do I trust... But he has no military experience. Well, no. The, he Through these years, he was connected with the Wagner Group. Okay. Yes. Throughout the years, he has had military experience. He does work with... The, he has trained with this mercenary group. But that picture that we just showed of him serving Putin... As a waiter. As a waiter doesn't make him look that young. So it couldn't have been that long ago. So what do you mean throughout the years he's been working since with the Wagner Group? Since he left prisoner. Since he left prison, supposedly he's been he's been tied to and denied being tied to the Wagner Group. But that doesn't mean he's he's like got a history of leading military expeditions. How do you become the head of all of Russian military from Hot Dog Man? He just has been. And how is he worth a billion bucks? That's that is an, uh, that is the question. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's been training, and obviously, for he's years. a friend of Putin because he caught Putin's eye as hot dog man. Okay, and then Putin brings him in to serve him food. Okay, we're dealing. Let's explain something. This guy came into being under the USSR. Mm-hmm. Okay, when, everything. I'm sure lie. he was contacted in prison. When he comes out of prison, he gets trained in the military. He rises up in the military. That's his daughter. And as he's rising up in the military, he stays close to Putin as a chef. That's it's pretty simple. So he and Putin are really close, which begs the question: Why? Why is he sent to being sent to Belarus? Belarus just got nuclear weapons. So you're going to send the guy who organized a coup to the country where you just sent nuclear weapons? This I don't want to let you guys in on it. But now it, it it begs to be said, this is all a psyop. This is a Putin psyop, and it's a Putin psyop. I do not believe for one moment that the West paid off Prashogin at all. I believe this is Putin's way of 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 doing some sort of art of war. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean. Belarus is the place where um, they just—they've now making—they've now made it so that pedophiles are going to undergo chemical castration. Belarus is a tough country. Belarus is set to revise the nation's criminal code to impose chemical castration on convicted pedophiles. Chemical castration involves administering medication to patients, basically turning them transgender. Um, so amendments to the com- country's criminal criminal code were prepared uh, by the um, interior minister. So that's that's Belarus right now. So that's my theory. And I want to go ahead and, and play this from Sky News. 
because I am not the only one with this theory. Not this one, this one. Mm-hmm. On with the rest of the show, I've got to say there is something odd about this aborted Russian coup that took place over the weekend. It comes after more than $6 billion was unaccounted for by the Pentagon after allegedly being sent to the Ukraine. Now, it's not beyond the realm of belief that the money was actually used to support the rebellion against Putin, but we don't know that for sure. I have said all along, the goal of this Ukraine proxy war is actually regime change. First, they want to change Putin out of Russia, and then they want to get rid of Xi in China. The Americans have said as much, and they quite frankly don't care how it comes about. The problem with that agenda is that in terms of alternatives, Putin is actually a reasonable and considered moderate. Those who would be likely to replace him would be a much greater threat to global peace than he is. And this latest move, whether it's inspired and funded by the US or not, will likely see an escalation in the Ukraine war. To my mind, Putin will now have to solidify his leadership by appeasing the hardliners in his ranks. Now, in doing so, it's a high stakes game, but he'll be playing into the hands of the United States, who. I believe, are itching to formally engage through NATO with the Russians. Now, we're entitled to ask why is it that the Western world is cheering on escalation in this regional conflict? They've repeatedly, repeatedly shut down opportunities for resolutions. And one can only guess the motivation is the same as every other war. Money, power, resources. And in the case of the US, a war could serve as a convenient, if deadly, distraction from the corruption and dysfunction of their ruling political elite. Yeah, a few things here. Uh, changes within the military establishment weren't discussed with Pashogin during the negotiations, negotiations between him and Lukashenko. No speech is planned uh, from Putin at this time. The regime of counterterrorism will be removed as soon as uh, the time is right. Lukashenko himself volunteered to negotiate with Pashogin. Uh, he knows him personally. It's unclear what Pashogin will do in Belarus. Uh, yesterday's events have no bearing on the special military operation in Ukraine. Soldiers of Wagner Group won't be prosecuted uh, due to their quote-unquote accomplishments on the front. And quote, we always respected their bravery, says Peskov. Something is smelling a foul. A fish, fishy. Fishy, fishy. I, I think... Let me read some comments here. Let's see what you guys have to say about this. All right. Britt Baza over on uh, DLive says, wow, the hot dog industry has some real profit in it. Wonder if it's in the way the onions are fried. Uh, Michelle, the Wagner groups, group are doing deals with the U.S. government, the Russian government, and virtually every other Western nation they are involved. Also, there is the huge military training operation in South Wales that involved the heavy cargo planes of the RAF and the British elite soldiers who get dropped behind enemy lines, then secure the drop of equipment before the drop of an army um, to a theater of war. Mike says, a hot dog stand in Russia sounds very suspicious. You know, you all know. You get it. Uh, from the Libertarian uh, Party, if the unstable leader of a defense contractor had just led a coup which overtook a military headquarters in the heart of your country, would you exile him to the place where you had recently staged tactical nukes, knowing he is well-connected with military leadership there? It's just, no. Um, but the mainstream media is uh, actually cheering on the Wagner Group like they did the Azov Battalion. So for 10 years, the Azov Battalion were evil and neo-Nazi uh, battalions, uh, an, an evil neo-Nazi battalion threatening all things decent. 
As of February 2022, uh, they became our heroic freedom fighters. So now you have people cheering on these, um, the Wagner fighters, which I find incredibly hilarious. Now, coming out of this is, and actually I don't know where my article went. So money. Money, money, money. So Carolyn says, it's not Putin's style to exile him. Gene says, not hard to think Biden would be stupid enough to give billions to a chief to get uh, Putin out. He then stays faithful to Putin. Money in pocket, win-win for Putin, question mark. Amy says, talk about a real insurrection, but without the jail sentences. Exactly. So I'm trying to bring up the, the BlackRock Zelensky says is doing a major deal with BlackRock and I'm not seeing my article on it. But we do know that there it is. Redirecting. Here we go. BlackRock and JP Morgan set up reconstruction bank for Ukraine. So BlackRock and JP Morgan Chase are reportedly aiding the Ukrainian government in setting up a reconstruction bank that could see rebuilding projects being heavily invested in by private entities. The Financial Times noted that it would cost Ukraine roughly $411 billion to rebuild their country. The Ukraine Development Fund is still in its early stages of setting up uh, the reconstruction bank. With the steep cost to rebuild, the Ukrainian government reaches out to BlackRock in November to see if there was a conceivable way of attracting investments. So in these investments, if you come over here to this Rebel News article, War is Good for Business, James O'Keefe exposes BlackRock. So we have video here of a BlackRock employee share his perspective on the Ukraine-Russian war. So let's scroll, let's scroll down here and watch this video. Whoa. They don't want to be in the news. They, they don't want people to talk about them. They don't want to be anywhere on the radar. Why not? I don't know, but I suspect it's probably because it's easier to do things when people aren't thinking about it. All of these financial institutions, they buy politicians. You can take this big ton of money and then you can start to buy people. I work for uh, a company called BlackRock. Meet Serge Varley, a recruiter at BlackRock. Let me tell you, it's not the who's the president. It's, it's who's controlling the, the wallet. So it's, it's the- And who's that? The hedge funds, BlackRock, the banks. These guys are campaign financing. Yep, you can buy your candidates. And obviously, we have the system works. First, there's the senators. And these guys are shit. You got 10 grand, you can buy a senator. I can give you 500k right now. No question asked. Yeah. I didn't do this. We're done. Does like everybody do that? Does BlackRock do that? It doesn't matter who wins. They're still They're in my pocket at this point. Here's Serge Varley on how good war is for BlackRock's business. Do you have any um, thoughts on the Ukraine-Russia war? Yeah, I mean, I, I do have thoughts. What are, what are they? Ukraine is good for business. You, you know, right? I'll give an example. Russia Russia blows up Ukraine's grain silos. Price of wheat is going to go mad up. Ukrainian economy is tied very largely to the wheat market, global wheat market. Prices of bread, of, you know, it, literally everything is, it goes up and down. 
This is fantastic if you're trading. Volatility creates opportunity to make profit. War is no good for business. It's exciting when shit goes wrong, right? BlackRock manages 20 trillion. It's incomprehensible numbers. BlackRock Serge Varley says all of this is above a normal person's understanding. You're like an undercover reporter. I don't know what normal people don't give a shit. This is, this is beyond them. The whole thing of like domination from a concept is just, it's, it's so interesting. Well, well, there you go. Do you want me to keep playing this? This is no, 11 minutes long. No, it's That's good. a good intro there. I think it's, uh, I think, I think we learned what we needed to learn. Yeah, no, and we can talk about the actual subject matter at hand, but every time I see one of those videos, like even when that person starts to suspect, I'm like, didn't you suspect at like moment one? I don't divulge, well, I'm gonna have, I don't have any really big secrets, but like, I don't divulge big things to people I've never, like I just recently met. I know. These, these people are so dumb. I feel like they're dumb. All he did was confirm everything that we already know about BlackRock. And, and, and he was like, you know, did you see the light in his eyes when he's essentially saying it's really exciting when everything goes wrong? Yeah. When everything goes wrong. Oh my gosh. Andy says BlackRock owns a piece of everything. Gene says BlackRock in the process of buying Ukraine with the, your pension investment money. Maybe time to withdraw investments attached to BlackRock. Well said. So we do have some other people who are thinking like we are. Uh, theater of War. Wagner could stage surprise attack against Ukraine from Belarus, warns a former UK army chief. Uh, the supposed exile of Wagner chief Pashojin uh, could be a smokescreen through which a surprise attack could be mounted against Ukraine from Belarus. Mm -hmm. So if you needed to get your troops or people into Belarus and you wanted, or you wanted to go into Ukraine from another way, how would you go about doing it? Well, this could all just be smoke and mirrors and it could, it could be theater. It could definitely be theater. So. I'm smelling the theater. Yeah. All right, Zuck's way or else, Facebook to block news stories in Canada over big media bailout. So the Canadian equivalent of the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act, a bill forcing tech companies to pay off and collude with big media companies, has passed in Canada. As a result, Facebook, now Meta, like the artist formerly known as Prince, says new content will no longer be available on its news content, will no longer be available on its main platform, and Instagram in the country, and Google is considering a similar approach on its platforms. So the bill C-18 received royal assent this week after being passed by the Canadian Parliament still under Justin Trudeau. Much like the Journalism Competition and Preservation Act in the U.S., a repeatedly failed bill that Senate Democrats are once again trying to revive, the primary goal of C-18 is to force tech companies to prop up the overwhelmingly left-leaning legacy media. Just like the JPCA, C-18 allows media companies in Canada to enter into negotiations with tech companies to pay them for, quote, carrying their content, i.e. linking to the content and providing the media companies with traffic. If no voluntary agreement is reached between the media and the tech company, an agreement can be forced on tech companies through arbitration by the Canadian Radio, Television and Telecommunications Commission. Also like the JCPA, the Canadian bill contains a massive loophole allowing for the exclusion of independent <clears throat> and conservative media. So, um, in other words, the CRTC determines that a news business is not 
uh, adhered to recognized processes and principles of journalism profession, or it is not, quote, fair, independent, or rigorous, it can block a news outlet from receiving any benefits from the C-18. In response to the bill's passage, Facebook said it is moving to re uh, restrict the distribution of all news content in Canada. The company did the same thing in Australia in 2021 after the passage of a similar law, but eventually came to an agreement with media companies. According to CBC, uh, Facebook is currently carrying a testing uh, the process of cutting off news content on a small number of Canadian users. We have repeatedly shared that in order to comply with Bill C-18, content from news outlets, including news publishers and broadcasters, will no longer be available to people accessing our platforms in Canada. Every step of the way, we propose thoughtful and pragmatic solutions. This is what I don't understand. So places like uh, the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, they all have a paywall. So what's your problem? If you want to, if I want to open up certain articles, uh, the Telegraph, uh, it, it would seem to me that you, you either make your links open and shareable, or you just put them behind a, a paywall. And if they're shareable, you would want them shareable on social media so people would uh, want to get a subscription to your site. This is what I don't understand. I don't understand it either, other than I think it's literally just about controlling the smaller voices. I think it's under the guise of this, but I think the ultimate goal is to control I, the smaller well, voices. Well, they don't want you to share the media. Somehow, they're, they, somehow the, the legacy media is going the way of the dinosaur. So other people find a way around it. And people aren't paying for the Wall Street Journal. People aren't paying for CBS because they listen to people like us. Um, so I don't know how this... You think we're the alternate to the Wall Street Journal and CBS? Yes, I do. Where are you going to get this kind of coverage of the um, of the Wagner Group? You're not going to get it from the Wall Street Journal. No, what we do is we report on those who report. And so I don't really consider myself a journalist. Another thing out of Canada is there is a new um, advocates warn that can, uh, Health Canada's sweeping natural product regulations will decimate the industry for natural products. Uh, the changes would impose significant costs and logistic challenges for natural product businesses with additional red tape barriers signaling the beginning of the end of non-pharmaceutical based healthcare in Canada. Many small and medium-sized natural health uh, product companies will not be able to survive these changes, reads an opening statement written by constitutional lawyer Sean Buckley in a discussion paper on uh, Health Canada's 2023 regulatory initiatives. The changes come from Health Canada's self-care framework, which was first launched in 2017 by Health Minister Jane Philpott. There were four Health Canada employees responsible for the introduction of this framework. Uh, the regu regulations amending this... Um, would be implemented in three phases. At the end of the three phases, the natural health community will be subjected to the same powers and regulatory penalties as chemical drug companies. Fines for non-compliance could see the natural health companies subjected to extreme $5 million a day punishments. Oh my gosh. There are 428 times more likely to die from bicycling than die from a natural health product. 714 times more likely to die in a school bus accident than from a natural health product. And 1,071 times more likely to be murdered than to die from a natural health product. When the government tells you to be afraid because of risk, you must compare the risk to other risks to get perspective. So, 
Uh, this new pathway allows for novel therapeutic products which have unknown side effects and implications to bypass the traditional route and access the public as long as the Minister of Health and Health Canada has evidence to support the conclusion that the associated benefits of the products outweigh the risk. So I guess that there might be an amendment to this. So I'm just wondering, like, natural health products, it's, is it going to be like this, uh, like yes, this it, extreme face cream, which just has um, essential oils in it and beeswax and but it avocado will also include and like seed and the, uh, like astaxanthin, right? Yeah. I think it has like one ingredient in it. It's um, seaweed. It's just seaweed ingredients, natural astaxanthin from seaweed. So, okay, it does have other, safflower oil, gelatin, glycerin, water, vitamin E. It's seaweed. Um, this, these supplements are going to. What about like turmeric? Illegal. Like you won't be able to get just something. And, and where do you draw the line? Okay. Because here's the deal. At a farmer's market, you could sell turmeric. Mm-hmm. in its raw form uh-huh. is it is is does it make it a supplement once it's been like dried and ground up would you not be able to take dried herbs to a farmer's market anymore that's a good question you know like again guys this is why leah and i are so against big pharma yeah because all of this has to do with the big pharmaceutical companies hating the fact that you and I are not using them anymore. We're not buying mm-hmm. their petroleum-based medicines anymore. Yeah. Right. We're only getting our nutrition and our health from natural products, and it's not making them money anymore. People, COVID woke so many people up to the fact that they could care for themselves and their health on their own without big pharma. Now, remember, we have done extensive and exhaustive shows on how big pharma got started with petroleum. Yeah. Okay. It it was kind of like um, George Washington Carver with the peanut. He mm-hmm. found a million ways to utilize the peanut. And he prayed about that and God gave him all of that. So I'm all behind that. But when I look at this oil, it's like they were like, oh, we have to turn everything into oil. Everything has to be turned into oil. And now the, the, the very plastic that makes the container that this supplement comes in is the same thing you're taking when you take pharmaceutical drugs. It's ridiculous. So I think that this is the perfect time. So Kansas Cowboy has, um, added to our show today. And giving me, he was, he loves to watch, um, oh my gosh. Is this a commercial break? This is not a commercial break. What, that is? part of our show. Okay. So let me bring up a few of these. He loves to watch uh, this guy in the UK, and I actually do too. So let me bring up, I can start with the first one, the gathering sheep. So, no, that's not the one I want you to do first. I'm going to go through them. So, first, I want to show you guys. I think you know who he is. We've played him on our show several times before. He is the biggest advocate for local farming and local food in the UK. And he has a he has sheep and he has um, sheep dogs. And Matt loves to watch him. He showed me this. This is kind of cool. In the UK... 
Um, it's not raw milk, but it's fresh milk, and you can get it unhomogenized in the UK from a vending machine. And you bring that. your own bottle, and that. you can get flavored milk and really cool um, like pastries and stuff. So I want to. So I want to play this. We call it the Sigma Fox. <laughs> right, another road trip. This time to Placisa. Every two days, I get about eight of these delivered to my doorstep. Now I'm going to show you how it all happens. I'm coming to the place where I get my daily milk every two days delivered on the door. And this is the man. To fork, yeah. local food, and how you know local people have been supporting you. Yeah, 100%. Right, come on, let's go. Okay, so this is where it all begins. Go on now, call yeah. them in. It's 2.30 and it's milking time. <laughs> Here we go. Go on, girls. <laughs> come on, come on. Go on, girls. So grass-fed cows, on. look at that view. Come on. Oh my gosh, it's like yeah. heaven. Come on, girls. She has one favorite one. She's Come number on. 77. Who's leading the way? Where is she? Come on, girl. So only the girls that get milked come or is everybody? Come I don't know, does 120 or 150 of them. She's number oh, 77. Look at her. She likes a good rub. Does she? She does, yeah. Why is this one more famous than anybody else on the on the top of the mountain? When she comes out of the parlor into the parlor, she she'll she's just head towards me. Does she? And she just wants the attention. Wow. There you go. Moo movies here, boys and girls. Moo movies. <laughs> Look at that. Look how friendly she is. They're loving it. Okay, so Being clean, so hey, this is back there now. Before we go in here, hope my then, boots are going to be holding water. My hat not good enough. Well, you haven't got much hair, so you'd be fine with that one. <laughs> Ooh, nasty. <laughs> now we're in, we're in the fitting shop now. I know. Who's well today? Well, right. So he's got we a pretty big setup. Pasteurizing area. Yeah. Okay. I got that tank wrong to begin with, but I wasn't going to put that on. So throat. he does pasteurize the milk. He was made sure that I have. Right, come on, help. show me exactly what's happening here. So the milk goes straight from the cows into the main tank in the dairy. Yeah. Gets cooled down. Yeah. And then it's transferred through that little pipe. Okay. Along that wall. Yeah. Into the raw tank. Ah. So this is your raw tank. Right. And then these curtains then. Is a, just like a little divider from okay. the raw tank to the finished milk. Here. So it gets transferred into here, pumped then straight into the pasteurizer. Wow. This is the pasteurizer. That looks complicated. And this is the homogenizer. Ah, okay. Which you so don't want to have homogenized milk. Pasteurized is okay. Where you know, it kills all yeah, the extra. It's a fighter. Separate the cream. Yeah. From your milk, yeah. Which you don't like. You get the you get the silver top from yeah. You like the cream on top. Honestly, God, in the morning, me and Mrs. J are fighting who's getting that like, <laughs> for cream on top, and it's always me that gets up early, so she comes down miserable hell. But can I tell you something? Mrs. Jones, yeah, loves this bloke. First thing in the morning, she gets his milk. Last thing at night, she gets his milk. Who is spending more time with my wife than I am? <laughs> Well, his milk is anyway. 
Can you talk us through a little bit about what all this very complicated equipment looks like? So this is the pasteurizer. Yeah. So we heat the water up to 85, 90 degrees. Yeah, I can see it. And then the milk comes through and it's got to be between 80 and 78 to pasteurize. So, so that's going to be Celsius, I'm sure. Of the list then, because we've gone all out. That we haven't. But what they do have is strawberries. Oh my God! The taps are trading. That is uh, not potato strawberries. Yeah. I'm confusing people. Right. Go on. We, we just had the biggest order off him uh, yesterday, so he, he's taken sixty bottles, and he reckons he'll sell out in two days. That's what local businesses working together, local economy, absolutely fabulous. And, it's, and it's a perfect combination of strawberries and uh, tons of strawberries. I thought you were going to say, here, here, we'll get out of the <laughs> So he, they like the cream okay. and he sells the cream. That's your milk. Your so milk let me show that. you, get to the, right. you guys can go to this vending machine. It's unbelievable. I just thought we were going to go see more cows and then <laughs> you brought me down to Glen Conway. Yeah. It's only a mile away from the farm. Yeah. And uh, this is our milk vending machine. It's got a coffee machine, not just milk vending machine. It's got a coffee machine over here as well, haven't you? Yeah, coffee change. So people get a choice. And do you, do you, you know, if they ask for something special, will you, will you put it on? We, we sometimes put a poll on, on, uh, on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, brilliant. Say if it's Christmas is coming or Easter or whatever. Yeah. yeah. People can choose their favourite. What do you want? Yeah. Great. You know, supplying the customer. So this is interesting. You put your bottle over in here. here. You've got some local highs, I see, cakes. Yeah, these you are can get uh, the, if you bring hand. your own bottle, yeah, it can be Or you can yeah. get a bottle. Pies, Keeps the price rolls, down. Uh sugar space cakes and um Tom Streets. And cream. <laughs> and cream. I think I've just picked up on something there now. <laughs> Favourite count? Is the, the It's all good. This bloke is miles out. Don't get a coffee, get some milk or a milkshake or pie or some cakes. It's absolutely amazing. Right, while we're here, who? What are we having? We can have a taste test. Taste test, here we go. So he cleans the bottle. I thought we were going for a pint, but yeah, it does look like we're going for the natural option we are going for. So, what do you want? Um, I fancy, oh wow, uh, raspberry. And then just press. And this is easy he cleans as that. it and then he puts it in here. Uh, he's going in, boys and girls. Does everything. Yeah. It's all automatic. Fantastic. Yeah. I've got to take some out for the wife, you know. Oh. I could be drinking this all the way home. Absolutely amazing. I am all about local businesses making money, doing what they do. Now, he's got a couple more. You can bring them up um, from the Facebook Messenger. I can't um, bring anything up. You can't Facebook, bring up. But if well, you've already opened up? it, then I can open it from here. It yeah. looks like you have them open, but they didn't show up in the history. You might have to actually like play one of them. and then. Okay, here we go. Which one do you want? Let's do the uh, gathering the sheep from the mountains. Oh, three amigos are on it. Come on. <laughs> so these are his sheep and his dogs. Gareth uh, Wynne Jones. So 
The World Economic Forum wants to tell us that sheep and cows are bad for the environment. They're exactly what the environment needs, actually. So when you have hills like this, you can't really do the cattle as well. But sheep are actually really, really good. And you can't farm on it. So sheep. Right. God has thing you know, cattle on a thousand hills, sheep on hills. It's just amazing that, you know, there's like all this natural greenery that they don't plant and the sheep eat it. And then you get... three amigos are on it, come on. <laughs> that's, that's the start. Okay, put the back button. There you go. Okay. Uh, this one might have some music. Can I, how do I? There, I think, is where the volume is. Nope. No. Right there. Okay. We're just going to, because I don't want to get a copyright on the music. Yeah. So check out this. Look at the wall. Look how somebody it's had to build so this cool. wall. So he's on a four, four wheel. Now look at the fence, by the way. Like, I'm like, what? They're that riding the fence amazing. and then it goes back into being, in, into, Those um. sheep go so fast. So crazy fast. That's a lot of sheep, man. That is so many sheep. And it's like, that is legit. Like, this is the life. That is life. That is living. We Click should all back be. button. Okay. There you go. All right. Then I think he started out like this, but I didn't. In Welsh is good morning, by the way. And uh, as you know, I'm doing my shorts for YouTube. So if you want to follow a farmer, just jump on any of the things I'm doing. And hopefully we can share some of our daily life and uh, get people having a better understanding of what some of us farmers are doing and how food's produced. Anyway, this morning we're off again gathering sheep. This morning my staff, my team, uh, Max, and over there is Tess. His staff. And we're gathering in Pemmermouth. And that's the office view. That's the Sakhan Pass over there in the distance. We come over to Dugavolchi down here, and that's Sandedno in the distance. Over there is an Isirio or Puffin Island, and right round to Anglesey. Have a wonderful day. All right, now Good I morning. Know, we move on, okay. I know Barry's going to have like tons of comments oh. because he's just moved um, to be with the Welsh people there. All right, he says, Michelle, my local Petrol garage sales um, sells fresh milk through, that's the gas station, I think you mean, Petrol garage. Uh, fresh milk through a vending machine where you take a glass bottle. It's a subscription basis from a local farm, like the one in the video. Mike says, someone behind the vending machine is milking it fresh. That's mm -hmm. really funny. Uh, Ms. O, Ms. Yeah, Ms. O says, I have three grandchildren that weren't allowed milk. Mom gave them half and half. I didn't understand 15 years ago. Mike says, the waterfall background makes it look like the machine is leaking. Barry says, Michelle, this video is in Wales. There are a lot of places in Wales like this now. I use a lot of local farm products now. My food travels in meters, not miles. That's mm. awesome. Um, Mike says, that's utterly amazing. Good play on words there. Uh, Barry says the quality of food is far superior than supermarket foods. 
Um, Mike says, a man helped restore dying land by adding cattle to it, maybe in Africa or somewhere. Barry says, Michelle, Wales is a massive area for cattle farming. I live on a mountain and am surrounded by cattle herds. The sheep population in Wales is 9 million. The people population is 3 wow. million. I've got one more. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Over on Rumble, Wicked Sykes says, the state won't let my town's farmer market be called a farmer's market anymore because they do not accept EBT in payment. That's mm. weird. Uh, it is it is all small vendors with small farms and backyard gardens. Mm -hmm. uh, backyard gardens are not going to invest in equipment to accept food stamps. Silly rule. Not just silly. It's a stupid one. Yeah. Absolutely um, stupid. Go ahead. Yeah, I have one. Okay. I have one more here, and this is. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another video here um, on the Show on the Sheepman channel. The Sheep if you're new here, has 111,000 subscribers on YouTube, and he is a Scottish sheep farmer. That's awesome. And he raises wild. Um, I'm gonna go back here. I think. Go ahead. Wild sheep. Here, my name is Sean, and these are two of my sheep dogs, Storm and Echo, behind me. So today we're going to be working with my little herd of Hebridean sheep. Hebridean. We are going to be crutching the ewes and we're also going to be giving the three little lambs their first ever treatments. Crutching the ewes. And also guys, we're going to be doing a lot of herding today because we're taking these sheep all the way from this paddock the all the way the to the other farm uh, to where we have the pen set up. And we'll also have dog calm on the go as well. Dog calm. Anyway guys. Let's get into the video. I hope you enjoy. Okay, so we're gonna, we're gonna fast forward a little bit. Put the dog cam on. Digging the dog cam. The dog cam must be on a gimbal because it's not bouncing. gather up the stuff that I'm going to be working so he's going to clip so them. now I'm going to bring the older sheep around again and then we're going to crutch them the now and then Ooh, after that, that we're going oh, to give them no, it's fine. Keep going. treatment for flies so this is spot on flying lice for sheep and that will give them a protection from fly strike wait so part in the wool. Now we gotta go back. Come on. Now that we've been to the sheep herding competition that we I don't know if you guys saw yeah. those videos that we did. Like this has a whole other meaning to me. Like it's so awesome. Okay, so there was kind of this is real life. This is how we should be living. And this is kind of what we are striving towards uh, going back to these more natural ways. Uh, uh, it should be farm to table. Can you explain From to me? farmer to you to your table. Why? From my farm to table. There's that real life. Yeah. Like legit living. We are, all of the distractions mm -hmm. 
that come to our minds and our faces every single yeah. day should not be. The yeah. biggest worry for this guy should be his sheep, his land, how it produces, um, if he's going to be able to sell his products. Like, that yeah. should be the be-all and end-all of this guy's worry in life. Yeah. But we, as, as human species, mm -hmm. allow our lives to be weighed down by heavy burdens that should not be. Yeah, so I would like to say goodbye to Facebook, and we're going to talk about uh, why this is happening. So we're going to talk about 15-Minute Cities with Christine Anderson. Um, we're going to go with Neil, Neil Oliver, and I'm going to play for you a really disturbing audio clip of teachers who are telling uh, two young girls that there are more than several genders and that you will get in trouble or kicked out of school if you say that there's only two genders. So we have a good amount of people watching on Facebook. Do you have any more stories that we can give them before we switch over? I'm going to leave the Rumble link in Facebook. Go ahead and start doing your migration over to Rumble to see the rest of the show. But I want to read some comments from over here on Facebook. Colin Dixon says, Dog Cam is very cool, sisters. Amy says, that's a great office view. And Inga says, the hurting part literally made me cry. Don't laugh. It just resonated with me. It, it should. It should. Should. it's real it's that's real life it and is real life you can thank the kansas cowboy for get, showing giving me those clips for our show today because in the midst of doing all of our shows i it gets a little bit honestly overwhelming to do the fight and what are we fighting for that is what we are fighting for that's what we're fighting for so the other day um we've been doing we lee and i hit a lot of videos this week we did a lot of car rides a lot of random videos so there's a lot to catch up on on our rumble channel and on facebook um, i was in the raspberries this week you were doing a fly bag video yeah but even just random videos that we have done and one of the videos that we did this week i think was the five steps to to, to overcoming tyranny mm -hmm. and i had a single mom and i'm going to do a whole separate video on this like i can't homestead i can't pull my kids from public school to me, guys, it's not about the actual doing of those large things. Yeah. Start with one thing. Literally, go to the dollar store, get a bag of the cheapest soil you can, or just go outside. Even if you live in an apartment complex, steal some dirt. Get underneath the grass, steal some dirt, put it in a pot, plant a seed. Like, get, you, get yourself a 35 cent packet of seeds and do it. Just watch it grow because there's something there in the obedience of it and in the connecting with the way that God designed us to be. This guy that we just watched, both of these men, or all three of them actually, the, starting with the dairy guy, then the sheep guy, then the other sheep guy, they are all connecting with God's creation on a molecular level that brings not only joy, but healing to their lives and all of society. Okay, when you do something to connect to God's creation in the way that he designed us to interact with it, even if you do it on the tiniest of scales, I am telling you that there is a reason why in the Bible, everything is compared to this. The, you start with something small, a little seed. So don't tell me I can't do X, Y, Z when I'm telling you start with a seed, and plant can, a seed. If you can't pull them from public school, which we had a single mom, she worked nights. We slept at the babysitters. There is a way to homeschool even as a single mom. But what you do is you pray and you ask God. You start with that step of obedience but of first I recognize it's wrong. First I recognize it's wrong. And then you, you it may take a couple years before it happens. Right. Uh, but you ask God to help you make it happen. You take steps, make it happen. And you can create in your environment while your kids are at home a homeschool environment, a Teach Christian environment. Teach them how to plant seeds. Teach them that public schools are bad and you don't want them to learn what they're learning there. Right, exactly. Okay, 
So, family, Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney said this week that Italy intends to set an example in aiding persecuted Christians around the world, insisting that religious freedom is not a second-class right. Maloney's statement came the day after a United Nations expert declared that when religious liberty clashes with LGBT rights, religious liberty must yield. Freedom of religion or belief is compatible with equality for LGBT persons, Victor uh, Borolotz asserted in his June 21st ad address to the UN Human Rights Council in Geneva. As long as religious groups embrace the claims of homosexual and transgender persons. I'm still on Facebook. Well, I just didn't know she was going to go there. Religious narratives that clash with beliefs and lifestyle choices of LGBT persons, however, are beyond the scope of the right of uh, right freedom, right to freedom and, and belief. So, in a videotaped statement, Maloney insisted that the opposite is true. One point is very clear, she said. Religious freedom is not a second-class right. It is not a freedom that comes from others or can even be set aside for the benefit of the new so-called freedom of right or rights. Religious freedom, freedom, liberty forms part of the essential core of the hu rights of man, she stated. Those are universal human rights and the human law I can never deny. She also publicly thanked the uh, pontic pontifical charity Aid to the Church in Need, which released an annual report on Christians persecuted on Thursday. Her, the first female prime minister of Italy says, religious liberty is a natural right and precedes every jury... Uh, jury uh, I don't jury dish any sort of formulation spelling error because it is written in the heart of a man it is the right proclaimed by the universal declaration of a human rights but still today is it is trodden under a foot in too many nations in the world too often in the face of almost total indifference so it happens that countless men women and children not only suffer the pain of seeing themselves deprived of the right to profess their faith but also the humiliation of being ignored this is doubly unacceptable because keeping silent over the denial of religious freedom is tantamount to complicity. Come on. She recounted a meeting in March with Maria Joseph and Janda Marcus, two young Nigerian Christians who had been victims of a ferocious terrorist attack of the Boko Haram jihadist group. A meeting uh, that left her breathless. Along with the violent aggression against Christians, which takes place in numerous places around the globe, there is also a polite persecution dressed up as culture, being modern, and progress which in the name of a misconceived notion of inclusivity limits the possibility of believers to express, express their convictions in the public square. It is profoundly mistaken uh, to a thing that to welcome another, one must deny one's own identity, including, including one's religious identity. Only if you know who you are uh, can you dialogue with another, respect him, and know him. So thank you, Maloney, there for standing Could up. Could we play Neil? One was about COVID, so probably not. Um, you have two Neil clips? I do. I do have two Neil clips, but the one should oh, be Oh, we okay. have to be able to play, do that. Celebrity chef John Mountain bans vegans from his restaurants. Oh, my gosh. So the TV celebrity chef has told all vegans not to consider dining at his restaurant in Perth, Australia, saying negative reviews from the fastidious plant eaters were putting his very livelihood at risk. So fire restaurant can be found in the state capital of Western Australia. That's where the former Great British Menu star John Mountain declared his upscale destination was a vegan-free zone in response to a bad review. He took to social media to publicize his ban on vegans, telling them that if they want to eat vegetables to go somewhere else. Sadly, all vegans are now banned from fire for mental health reasons. We thank you for your understanding. Now, now is this ban like legitimate? At the end of the day, it's not what I want to do. They can blank off, he says. 
Oh, I can't. It is understood he received an initial. That's probably better. Uh, bad review from a vegan customer who had contacted him prior to visiting to check check if he served vegan food. He promised he would cater to her dietary requirements, but forgot about his promise when the day of her visit came around. A young girl reached out to me and said she was coming to the restaurant and asked if there were vegan options. It was my only shortfall. I said I would accommodate her. I said we had nochi, vegetables, and that was that. Saturday came around and sadly I had forgotten. I had a private party I had to cater for. He said that his sous chef was upset for not telling them about the vegan customer. But the next day, the vegan customer took to Facebook to make a personal complaint about our experience. So. I think it's Noki. 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 Yeah, it's not something that we eat. Oh, my gosh. I and love this. Like, I think, listen, if you're going to, if you are a vegan and you want all restaurants to cater to you, like, this whole thing is ridiculous. Like, when I was a kid, if you had an allergy, it was on you. To make sure that what you were putting in your body. All you have to do is ask for a salad with no bacon or eggs or cheese. Just stop asking people to make you food. Okay? This is sad. The confessionals where generations of Belgians admitted their sins stood stacked in a corner of what was once Sacred Heart Church. It is now a cultural hotspot. And, um... Around the corner, a former Franciscan church is now a luxury hotel where a music star, Stormy, spent his wedding night amid the stained glass windows. Across Europe, the continent that nurtured Christianity for almost two millennia, churches, convents, and chapels stand empty and increasingly derelict as faith and church attendance shriveled over the past century. It's painful. I will not hide it. On the other hand, there is no return to the past possible, says Monsieur uh, John Bonny, a bishop of Antwerp. Something needs to be done, and now... Um, or more of these sacred structures uh, will be repurposed for, to clothing shops, to climbing walls, to nightclubs. So wait a minute. They're making nightclubs out of churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as it, it, it really stands out in Flanders in northern Belgium where some of the greatest cathedrals on the continent and the finest art to fill them, uh, it's, it's got, um, it's, it's just not, they're not churches anymore. If it only had enough faithful, a 2018 study from the Pew Research Group showed that in Belgium that only 83% say that they were raised Christian, only 55% still consider themselves so, 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 and only 10% of Belgians actually attend church. Nowadays, visiting international choirs may find that their singers outnumber the congregation. Oh On gosh. average, uh, every one of the 300 towns in Flanders has about six churches and often not enough faithful to still fill even one and some have become eyesores to the city centers. Wow. Uh, Michelin, a town of 85,000 just north of Brussels, is the Roman Catholic center of Belgium. It has two dozen churches, several hundred close to St. Uh, Rumble's Cathedral, with its UNESCO World Heritage Belfry Tower. Mayor Bart Summers has been working for years uh, to give many of the buildings a different purpose. In my city, we have a brewery and a church. We have a hotel and a church. We have a cultural center and a church. We have a library and a church. So we now have a lot of new destinations for the churches. So our, let me, here's my question. And again, I'm going to drop this link one more time for Facebook. You guys can jump over to Rumble here. And a nightclub is now in a, a deconstructed. The nightclub de, seems de a little bit weird. A deconsecrated but and, and, and Are there this Anglican many church? people that are not going to church? Or are there just less people? Oh, what do you mean? Are there just less people? Like, is it just there's a ton of people that have fallen away? Nobody's in their faith. going to church anymore. No, it's it's. Is it's, it because there's, there's of more COVID? people? 
no, no, it's no, people are not Christians anymore and they're not going to church and they're not Catholic. Right. And they're not going to church. Right. And so they got a nightclub with an, with, and one nightclub is a priest kissing a nun as its logo. Nuh uh. Yeah. Well, there's that. I guess when I say less people, I'm thinking, okay, we've lost a lot of people because of the thing. We've lost a lot of people because of the other thing. There's way more people than there were than when they built these buildings. Not yes. when they built the buildings. I mean, since 2020. No, this isn't since 2020. This is it's just this, a, is, this is just because people are just not going to church anymore. Yeah. Yep. 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 Well, I say home church anyway. Maybe they're maybe they're just doing more home churches. I doubt it, but you never know. All right, we're going to say goodbye to Facebook, but before we do, um, can we play the Jim Caviezel thing or no? Yeah, sure. I think so. We have a phenomenal event coming up for you guys. I am so, so excited about this. Let me pull up the flyer here. There it is, covering up Leah. Um, if you don't live near us and you can't come, that's okay. There's two things that you that I want you guys to still check this out. Now, this doesn't apply to anybody that lives overseas, and I get this is our world news program, but stick with us because we need to do um, some American stuff. The Remnant Revolution Tour is going all across the United States, and they're making several stops. So visit the Remnant Revolution Tour. It's just Remnant. RemnantRevolutionTour.com. RemnantRevolutionTour.com. And see if they're coming to a state near you. And you can go to whatever they're doing there. But they are stopping here in Cincinnati over the 4th of July, which is going to be a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. On Monday night, we're going to be going to our local Sparks in the Park, which is just our, the town of Milford does a fireworks celebration. We go every year. And we're going to be handing out tickets to see the Sound of Freedom the next day where we're going to take everybody with us. And if you want to come for free, let me know. I will reserve a ticket for you. To see The Sound of Freedom at 1.15 at the Milford Showcase Cinema right here in Milford, Ohio. That evening, we're going to head to Loveland, which is just a 10-15 minute drive from where we live. Just the next town over. And we're going to see their fireworks. So we've got two events of fireworks, but it's not just fireworks. They've got a ton of things for families and 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 kids and, and really fun stuff. So we're very excited about that. That's where we will be spending our 4th of July. And then on Wednesday at 1, we're going to go to the Underground Railroad Museum. Cincinnati is known for this. We have been. I was actually surprised at how fair I felt it was, but this goes back about eight years, eight or nine years. So we'll see what has happened in the last eight or nine years. But if you don't know, the, the crossing of the Cincinnati River right there in downtown Cincinnati was one of the biggest hubs for the Underground Railroad. So we're going to go and visit the Underground Railroad Museum and hope it's not too woke. Then in the evening, we're going to head to Oxford, where we are going to celebrate at Memorial Park with Krista Elisha and her people. And we're going to be singing, we're going to be praising, and we're going to have a couple of speakers. It's going to be just a phenomenal three-day event. We want you guys to be here. Aside from the Underground Railroad Museum, this event, all three days, is completely free. What? Yes, it is free. So if you live near us, I want you to come. If you don't live near us, then I want you to go to the angel, angel.com or wherever it is that you find, get your tickets for the sound of freedom. Okay. Get your tickets to go and see the sound of freedom. This is, Lee and I did a video on this yesterday. I believe that it is going to be world changing, earth shattering, a lot of justice and shifting of the demonic forces is going to take place as a result of this film. Yeah. Let's see the trailer. Let's rock and roll it. Hang on. I know it's one. Of, is it this one, I think? 
All right, you're all not ready for this. Fastest growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. For homeland security, you know we can't go off rescuing Honduran kids in Colombia. This job tears you to pieces. And, and this is my one chance to put those pieces back together. And yet somehow, you have failed to bring me one real world lead. It's over, Tim. Close up and come back home. So you quit your job and you go and rescue those kids. South of that river, it's all rebel territory. No one goes in. What if this was your daughter? She's gone. Hear that? That's the sound of freedom. I get like teary eyed. Sound of Freedom is one of those films that can legitimately change this world. So we want to ignite a fire in audiences and open their eyes to the dark reality of millions of children that need our help. Let's make this film a historic event and the start, the end of child trafficking. Theaters across this country are already selling out. Pre-order your tickets today and you can send the message that God's children are no longer So our friends no Joy and Matt Thayer interviewed Jim Caviezel and that uh, got uploaded today and we hear that this That's is on going Sparrow to be pictures and I might even just upload that to our rumble channel by a itself. blockbuster video so this yeah, is they movie. talked to Jim and Jim literally told Joy she texted me yesterday um, Joy and Matt said Jim told us that this is reaching blockbuster level which happened with the passion of the Christ and said that Jim also said that pre-sales Tickets are already beating the new Indiana Jones movie by 25%. They have a goal of getting 600,000 tickets bought, and I think they're at like 485,000. Yeah, so I wanted to say goodbye to Facebook because I want to talk about the adrenochrome, and if I can't do that on Facebook, so I want to bring up this other video. So you're like, can I do this on Facebook? Um, I really, guys, I want you guys to be going into Rumble because I don't, I, I would rather do most of my show on Rumble. Yeah. Because I have so much to, to, to tell you, and... I, I honestly, what happens is I get to the end of the show and then I don't have any more time to give the really good stories. Right. Okay. So 
If you want to join us, just go to resistancechicks.com and click on the little, uh, there's a tab there that says Remnant Revolution Tour Free Tickets. Click on that and there's a little registration form that you can fill out or you can just send us an email and our email is under the, the description in all of our videos. But we want you guys to come with us and let me know. We will, we will reserve a ticket for you guys for free. So Facebook, adios. Come on over to Rumble. Okay, so um, a dreaming croning of the children. Millions of innocent children are trafficked every year for sex slavery, rape, and torture and adrenochrome. Elite pedophile bloodlines uh, who rule our world control the sex trafficking rings worldwide. Many famous people are involved in this evil. What is adrenochroming of innocent children? When a child knows he's going to die, the body secretes adrenaline. It is the worst horror ever seen. The child is terrorized and screaming, thus increasing the amount of adrenaline that is flowing through their body. They are then killed, and the adrenochrome is collected with a needle and a syringe from the base of the back of the neck and the spinal column. Once collected, the chemical can be sold on the black market at exorbitant prices. Uh, there will be no mercy for these elite pedophile rulers of the world. And if you, uh, the, the Sound of Freedom movie is based on the true story of the horror of millions of innocent children being sex trafficked globally. Um, and if you scroll down, I want you to see uh, Jim Capizel talk about this a little bit. It's not a conspiracy theory. No, how it's do a conspiracy, you but it's not a conspiracy so theory. So how do you think Hillary Clinton looked uh, so like youthful on the stage and when she's doing... Like this stuff costs a lot of money and you don't do it. Uh, obviously you understand the content of this. Once the world sees this film and once they see the ships that they transport the children in and all of this stuff, um, well, there's, there's no other film like this. Our industry can't make this film okay. um, right now because of a lot of people that are involved in it all over the world that are in this. Um, and many of these people are very famous. I, I kind of started there with Tim, and uh, when he started to show me uh, all of the help that they have to look at, um, you know, it's when I bring this up to people, they, I'm not for trafficking of children. I want to stop it. And uh, Tim would always tell me, you know, when you're playing this, just remember that, because this hell that you have to look at, most of the guys I bring in, and they've seen the worst stuff that you've ever seen, it's just what they do to children. Children are nothing more than like a cow. It's already past the drug trade, okay? This is like, if you were to watch Schindler's List, you would say, boy, that was terrible. I wish I was around that. Maybe I could have done something. You can do something now and you can end this. So do you know where this was recorded? At the very first Reawaken Tour, the Health and Freedom Conference in Tulsa, Oklahoma. We were there. I watched this live. And this is where I, this, this Raymond Bible Training Center is where they had it. It was the first place where anybody had gotten together in the entire world. Uh, 4,000 people showed up and we saw Jim Caviezel there. Uh, it, your child is taken. You're never going to see that kid again. And at that point, you probably wished you would have done something. We're at that point right now. And if we let our little ones continue to be slaughtered, boy, there's going to be a judgment on this world, and especially our country. Thank you. Now, he didn't submit this video. Jim, uh, Tim, you're playing, you're playing the, the role of Tim Ballard. And uh, uh, Tim is actually continuing to save kids. I mean, this is, you're making a movie about it, but this is what he does. And he... Um, he, uh, exactly. he was supposed to be in the room with me in, uh, in right here or in Tulsa, but he's down there saving children as we speak because they're pulling kids out of the darkest recesses of hell right now and dumbs and all kinds of places. Uh, the adrenochroming of children, the, I mean, look, we're, where we're at right now, uh, hopefully we need your prayers. This film is, when, when Tim Ballard came down to Bogota and we had about finished two thirds of it, 
I said, why did you pick me? And he said, well, they actually, they didn't want you. They wanted someone else. But um, uh, I said, well, I got to tell you, uh, I did this movie, Monte Cristo and The Passion. And about two thirds of the way through, I knew we were onto something that was phenomenal. And I said, I fill that with this film. And he goes, well, actually, it was those two films that I saw. That is why I had to have you in this in my film. So, um, sorry. No, Jim, you, you said... You said a word a minute ago, and I, I want to clarify what that word was, because you said a word, and yeah. I want to make sure that you said adrenochrome. Yeah. And a lot of people here, there's about 4,500 people here. There's yeah. uh, about a half million people streaming online. We're having some cyber attacks. That feed's been going on and off. It's, it's a, but you said that word, and by yeah. a show of hands, who's heard that word before in this building? Could you please explain to the extent that you want to or not want to what that is? Because some people have never heard that before, and we need to discuss that. Um, essentially, you have adrenaline in your body. I'll just simplify it. And, and when you are scared, you produce adrenaline. Uh, if you're an athlete, you get in the fourth quarter, you have adrenaline that comes out of you. If a child knows he's going to die, uh, his body will uh, secrete this uh, adrenaline, um, and they have a lot of terms. So, so you have standing ovation right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we were there, this was two years ago, two and years and a couple months ago, and it's finally out. This is the time. This is the right time for this it's to come It's God's out. timing. It it's is God's literally timing. God's timing. And I can't tell you guys how many times um, over the past, like, three or four years since I heard about this film, I've gone to check to find out, like, did it get released? Did I miss it? Like, whatever happened to that film... And then it just never got released, I truly believe, because God was waiting on his it's, perfect timing. It's so amazing how this like, is the time. close Michelle and I have been to the people around this movie. So Leo and Nancy are really good friends with Tim Ballard. We've been praying for this for them. Uh, Joy and Matt are good friends of ours. Uh, and, and they have, they're the... Um, the, the media people for this movie, it's like we're, I feel a part of this. I do too. And that's why we want to fill a theater up. So please come and join us. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Uh, let's see. Mike says, um, wow, Indiana Jones would be 90 in that new movie. It was said Disney cruise ships were around Epstein Island. That would not be surprising at all. So I want to play for you guys... A very disturbing audio from a teacher in the UK. Let's see if I can find it here. And I'm very proud of these two young ladies for standing up for what is true and right. Let's get this audio here. Okay. I want you guys to hear this. This is an audio of a teacher arguing with two girls that there are more than two genders and basically will get in trouble for saying it. You just really upset someone. Saying things like should be in an asylum. I didn't say that. I just said if they, if they want to identify as a cat or something then they're like genuinely unwell. Then they've gone, yeah, they're crazy. You were questioning their identity. No, I wasn't the question. I was just saying about the gender. I didn't say anything about them. So where did you get this idea from that there's only two genders? I just think it's their right opinion. 
It's not respect their opinion, can't they respect my opinion? It's just not an opinion. It's not an opinion that's only against those people that are going through gender. There's only a boy and a girl. There's no other private part. Gender is not linked to do with the not linked to the parts that you were born with. Gender is about how you identify. Which is what I said right from the very beginning of the lesson. No, I just don't agree with that. So why should I have to listen to Biological biological sex there is actually three biological sexes because you can be born intersex. You can be born with male and female body. There are two biological sexes, male or female. If you are intersex, that's not a biological sex in and of itself. You just have parts of two, okay? That does not, that is not a it's third It's a deformity sex. and your, um, your chromosomes will usually determine your, your, but it's your not a sex third and gender, gender time, or a third sex, intersex. Okay. Part or yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, there's three, there's not three androids. Doesn't mean. Yeah, there's three. I'm talking about biological sex. In terms of gender, there are lots of genders. There is transgender, there is agender, people yeah, that don't believe they have a gender at all. If you were born with six fingers, we all say that people have five fingers. You, but some people might not be born with all their fingers. Yeah, but you can't have that. You, are, you, no, you can't have that. It's not a law. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, not a law, but it's our opinion. We just don't agree with it. We just if, think it's all just. If you have a vagina, you're a girl. If you have a penis, you're a boy. Yeah. yeah. But cisgender is not necessarily the way to be. If you are talking about the fact that cisgender is the, the norm. That you identify with the gender that of the sexual order that you're born with yeah. or you're with. That's yeah. basically what you're saying. Yeah. Which is really despicable. How? When it's if I called true. my mum right now, my mum would be on my side. If I called my mum, she'd say. Well, that's very sad as well then. How is it? Loads of people agree with that. There's only a small majority of people who actually think that. And why do you think we have so many problems in the world with homophobia? Yeah, but because that's not homophobia, that's not gender. Yeah. Yes, I'm fine is. with lesbians and gay people. Same. I've got nothing against them. Same. But gender is, there is a link between it. And you're How? saying that people can't change who no, they, they want to be. They can't. Unless you you're get a so penis wrong. attached. No, I'm not. You're confusing sex and gender. No, I'm not, though. Because yes, if you have you a are. vagina, you're a girl. If you have a penis, you're a woman. Yeah. You can't, be, you can't have a vagina and be a girl. But then you get separate. Even then, because you've got those genes. how you identity. How you identify. It. Yeah, it's, it's not an opinion that yes, we're expressing this yes, school. Yes, it is. No, it's not. And if you don't like it, you need to go to a different school. So I'm reporting you to Miss Willis. You need to have a proper educational conversation about edu about equality diversity DEI. Inclusion. because i'm not having that expressed in my lesson when i'm teaching you about you can be who you want to be how you it. identify is up to so you it. they just don't say it because then all yeah. this happens maybe because they're polite and maybe they're sensitive I've never, I haven't said anything in all of the lessons I've been in. It's just because they turned around and started saying something. So I said, how can you identify as a cat when you're a girl? Well, yeah. they're now writing a statement. I, I would imagine uh, that you'll be able to write a statement as well. We will. Yeah, we will. Ah! Oh my God. She said, how can you identify as a cat if you're a girl? And the teacher said, well, you're going to have to write a statement. And they said, well, we will. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I, I'm sure those girls did say if you think that you're a cat that you belong in an asylum because you do. And here's the thing that you really, do. That really, and actually the girls didn't say the that they belonged in so an asylum. She said that they were crazy. She never said that crazy people should belong in an asylum. That's what the teacher inferred from them saying that they were crazy and they had mental problems. But here's the deal. 
This entire conversation went round in circles because this teacher doesn't even know what she believes because at first she's saying that your gender doesn't have anything to do with the biological sex that you were born with, but then she brings in homophobia and the girls are like, we don't care whether you're gay. It's a, it's a matter of saying you can change your gender because gay people, if a dude loves another dude, he knows he's a dude. That is not the same thing. So it's not homophobia. And it's not even, you know, phobia is something that you're afraid, afraid of. of. Okay. These people are not afraid, afraid of no anything. Oh. So I, I just can't like you. It's a religion. I identify as a Christian. Okay. It is something that I choose. If you identify as something, you have chosen that thing. And so the lines get crossed with, they say you you don't choose your gender, but then on the other hand, they pretty much tell you, you can choose your gender. You can choose to be whatever you want to be. So it's like, it's not a choice, but it is a choice and it's all wishy-washy. And here's what I want to know. Where have all of these genders been since the beginning of mankind? Because as far as I know, there have only ever been two genders and there are people that are attracted to the same gender throughout history. That's always been a thing but not the actual changing of uh, and, I, and I can write. All right. So uh, here's a psychopath. Melinda Gates says that mothers with no running water need mobile phones to track their children and make sure that they get vaccinated. What are we screen sharing? Are we? Did you, did you, no, I don't think you are. Okay. Just click over there on the big screen. There you go. Sharing your screen. Here we go. And I can be an out in a remote rural village, you can be in Botswana, and a cell phone rings, even where there's no running water. So when a woman, I'll use that example, can see on her phone, the vaccines are available at the clinic. Today's the day I should walk with my kids. Today's the day that contraceptives are available at the clinic. Today's the day I should go in. A woman, what she mostly has in the developing world is her unpaid labor, but she doesn't want to use why do you keep using that term woman? Is she allowed to keep using that term woman? Is it's third world country you can say woman? Yeah, because they're it To go into clinic if the vaccines aren't there. And yet she knows that life-saving vaccine will save her children's life. So that information is vitally and critical to her. It's critical to her in terms of her kids' safety, knowing if they go out where they are. And I can be an out in a remote rural village. You can be in Botswana and a cell phone so they need the cell phones to get to the vaccine clinics. I'm not exactly sure what she's trying to say here, but she does identify a woman with mom. Isn't that something? I think it's kind of a little bit racist to, to, to just already assume that every um, you woman. You mean bigoted? We, we use the word racist for everything, but I don't think it's. Well, maybe it is racist. It's it racist because you're saying that they're in yeah. third world countries. So here we have 15,000 pallets of PPE in the UK uh, that they're burning per month. Per month. Why not just save it for the end, for the end of everything? Good Does question. Set aside any notion. All right, Neil Oliver, any government, one that has set aside any notion of accountability to the people, any credible pretense of caring about the people in favor of serving markets, banks, and unelected, unaccountable transnational interests can surely and will always tell the people lies. How many lies? Of accountability to the people, any credible pretense of caring about the people in favour of serving the markets, banks and unelected, unaccountable transnational interests can and surely will tell the people lies about things those people can neither see nor feel. 
They can lie to the people about a war in a land far away, a land most people would have struggled to point at on a map in the days before that war started. They can tell people the world's climate is changing and that it's all their fault on account of the cars they drive and the way they heat their homes and feed their families. They can tell those people a deadly new disease is loose in the world because of an unlikely knee trembler between a bat and an anteater in a Chinese wet market and that millions of people will die unless they stay shut in their homes, stop earning money to pay their bills, isolate themselves from their lives and their loved ones, sacrifice their physical health and mental well-being and that of their children, and submit to multiple injections of an apparently brand new medical product. A medical product that will, just coincidentally of course, make billions of pounds, euros, dollars and yuan for a handful of other people who are already billionaires. A shameless and corrupt government can and surely will do all of that tell lies like those and with apparent impunity. Because after all, how can trusting people argue with any of it when the only images and information they receive about the war are provided by that government, when the proof the climate change is caused by their cars and gas boilers exists only in scientific papers published by scientists paid for by the government, when the danger posed by the new disease exists primarily in propaganda generated by the government and the people have only the government to rely on for assurances regarding the safety and efficacy of the prescribed and all but mandated medical product. A government can and surely will, however, eventually get punch drunk on the success of so much nonsense pushed relentlessly by sock puppet politicians, biased scientific advisers, nudge units and complicit media. So punchy and carried away will the members of that government become that inevitably they cross a line and persuade each other they can tell lies about things those same benighted people see and feel every day, things that impact on their daily lives. It's at that point things get interesting. A government can tell people inflation is running at 8 or 9%, but even if they admit food prices are subject to other forces, People doing their weekly shop in the supermarket simply cannot help but see they're sometimes spending twice as much at the tills for the same stuff they always buy. I'll tell you something for nothing, and you can follow my thinking or not as you see fit, but I say we, and much of the rest of Europe and the United States as well, are already in recession. When the government says we're not in a recession, I say that's economy with actuality. What's one more lie after all when you're already up to your neck in them? Sometimes when you hurt yourself really badly, there are a few moments of feeling nothing at all while your body gathers up all the pain you're about to feel. I say that's where we are now, in that numb limbo, the last moments before we get hit by the hurt that will make many fall over. A government can tell people their energy bills are through the roof and en route to the stratosphere because the Russians blew up their own pipeline, the same pipeline that had delivered natural gas to Germany, Europe's powerhouse a pipeline that had provided Russia with massive leverage when it came to dictating or at least influencing the nature of the relationship between Russia and the whole of Europe. A government can tell people Russia inflicted that wound upon itself when all it had to do to strangle Europe that way, if it so wished, was to turn off the tap while leaving its very expensive pipeline intact on the seabed, ready for another day. Governments can tell people as much, and the people may or may not believe it. Germany and Japan are already officially in recession. We are too, I say, but our government chooses to try and keep us looking the other way in the warm and bright summer months before the darkness of winter comes. But governments couldn't stop German people and others all over Europe feeling the cold and experiencing the darkness that results from that loss of all that energy their countries and industries had previously depended upon, like a baby relies on a mother's milk. People in Germany, that industrial and technological powerhouse, 
that most thrusting and dynamic of European economies have been cutting down trees so they have wood to burn for heat, light and cooking next winter. Welcome back to the Middle Ages. Governments can cut off the blood supply to their economies if they wish and empower privately owned banks to create money out of thin air that only dilutes the value closer and closer to zero of the people's savings and pension funds, as well as the contents of their salaries. But they can't stop those people noticing the effect of impoverishment or of severed supply chains that might result in empty supermarket shelves. If governments think people will turn the same blind eyes and deaf ears to being subjected to cold and dark and hunger, the same that they will turn to faraway wars, to questionable climate crises born only of computer modelling and to illnesses that in reality kill almost only the morbidly sick and those well past the limit of natural life expectancy. If government don't realise they're playing with the kind of fire you might light if you have access to oil, gas and nuclear energy, but which in all likelihood is impossible if you're dependent on solar panels and wind turbines, if governments have been led by that old trickster hubris into thinking there's no limit to how outrageously they might lie to the people and still get away with it, then I say there's a storm coming. For this reason, governments seek to sever people from family, history, tradition and faith, all that might keep them anchored. If there is a moral high ground, then we are looking up at it from the darkness below. If there's a moral high ground, then we abandoned it long ago. Our government sanctions propaganda about how little boys might be persuaded they're little girls and little girls might be persuaded they're little boys. Our government pays for the painting of rainbows on roads while children have the colour carved and bled out of their possible futures. All around us now is the slow creep of erosion of the basics of decent and happy lives. I saw a headline last week about how in a year's time the repossessions of houses will start. King of the sock puppets Rishi Sunak had the bankers into Downing Street notionally to talk about mortgages, among other things. Interest rates are up again to 5%. That's nice of them, isn't it? Nice of the bankers who, when the money runs out, just press buttons on computer keyboards to create more phony Ponzi billions, billions for faraway wars and to finance the profitable rebuilding of the country flattened by that war. Repossession of houses, one of the great dreads of modern life in our part of the world, is back on the cards. Apparently this is where we're headed now, while politicians score points about who ate birthday cake and drank wine while singing karaoke songs as elderly people died alone and loved ones were barred from their funerals. All over the country people are growing scared of the future, fearful of how they'll feed their families and keep them warm in winter, keep roofs over their heads. It doesn't have to be this way. People feeling hopeless and powerless must remember that they already have all the power they will ever need if they will just come together as one and use that power. History helps us here, the history of the First World War. In Glasgow, when so many of the men were at war and women were left behind with the kids, there were no council houses then, all homes were owned by private landlords. You might say people had nothing, but all things considered, I'm not sure they were happy about that situation. In my experience, people with nothing are seldom happy. It was 1915 and husbands and fathers were away fighting the war, meaning many women were bringing up their children alone. The war effort was drawing people into the city to work in the factories, the foundries and shipyards and they needed homes to live in. An already overcrowded city, one in which the city fathers had stubbornly ignored the state of the housing stock and failed to build anything like enough new ones, was pushed to breaking point. Profit-hungry landlords saw the opportunity and sought to hike the rents. Families that couldn't pay were evicted to make way for those that could. A Glasgow woman called Mary Barber organised a resistance movement encouraging tenants to withhold their rent and coordinating protests outside any homes targeted for eviction.
you know, when I, when I hear this and I hear him talking about that particular instance, um, this, this, uh, where is it? Here it is. This, this comes to mind. I'm going to play this and talk about it together as, as one. Uh, here we have one of the world's largest bankers saying that climate change is responsible for inflation. Change affects inflation. And inflation is the beast that all central bankers, whether they wear a green jacket or not, want to tame and discipline. Number two, because it affects our balance sheets. Whether it's a three trillion or a seven trillion balance sheets, it is affected by climate change. Mm, it is affected by climate change. And one more video here. And then we'll discuss this by Christine Anderson, the 15-minute city. Well, a 15-minute city means basically a neighborhood where you can reach everything you need within a 15-minute footwalk. A doctor, grocery store, and so forth. However, if you now fancy another store and it does not happen to be in your neighborhood, you won't be going to that store anymore. Total control is what we're talking about. Once they decide you're no longer allowed to leave your 15-minute immediate area, they don't have to fence it in or anything. It will be done via digital ID. With a social credit system kind of... Something like that yes. and there's pilot projects already going on in bologna it's called the bologna wallet and in vienna it's called the vienna token it's voluntary for now and it's only pretty much enticing people to get some ticket for a little less or something like that to go to theater something like that but soon there will be a time you don't have a choice anymore you have to have this digital green certificate this qr code whatever and then they will tell you where you can go what you can do and what you can and cannot do wow hmm. Okay, so coupling all that together with Neil Oliver. Well, a 15-minute city means basically a neighborhood and where you can read. The banker saying that climate change is causing inflation. and It's ridiculous. They're causing inflation. Right. Talk about the most implausible deflection. Yeah, so. Come up with something better. These bankers are controlling the world. They're controlling the housing market. There's, there should be no housing market, by the way. You should be able to just build your own house. I talk about this all the time. House I'm in. It cost fifteen thousand dollars, original. Originally, and a builder built it, and it's very solid house. You should be able to build your own house. My great great uncle Charlie built a house next door, and he dug out the basement, and they built a big chicken coop. Okay, they've got. I think Lowe's or Home Depot has like these twenty, thirty thousand dollars small tiny homes you can buy the mm -hmm. kit for and build out yep. yourself. Um, with the idea of regulations going back to the submarine guy. Okay. Guess what? If I want to build my own house, I shouldn't have regulations for how I build my house. I should be able to put up some sticks and, and live in it. Okay. But now, if you go to sell that house to somebody else. Okay, fine. Then they hire an inspector. And if what the inspector finds isn't great, then you don't buy the house. And if you don't like what you, if I, here's the thing. I, what about a Native American? I'm going to sell, could Native Americans sell a hut? Could you sell a log cabin? You know there are log cabins that are totally not code that are for sale. There are a lot of places where you don't have to have building codes. It's in, a matter of where you Kentucky, live. In Kentucky, you don't. There's there's a certain there's a couple counties in Kentucky. If you don't build your house right to code, you got to live in it. Okay, whatever is code. You know they do do sometimes they do electrical. For the I, I do believe electrical is an issue because I don't think electric electricity is quite natural. Um. But still, at the same time, we should be allowed to just build a house and live in a house. And the problem is, um, you know, there's a lot of recyclable materials that you can use, tires, bottles, clay, 
Uh, you know, they've got adobes in the in the in the wet in the southwest where there's no trees. There's mm-hmm. a ways to build homes. You know, like the Aztec Indians, they didn't have a lot of trees. They build like adobes that are like clay. Yeah, yeah. Right. So there are ways for all of us to build homes wherever we're at. Okay, maybe not in the desert. Like the sand, just not working. Nah, for there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. Um, but my my point is that. We all still live in this socialist mindset that you owe me something. You owe me housing. You owe me this. You owe me that. Mom did a really great show. She talks about the Declaration of Independence is independence. We should be dependent upon no one. Come on. We are interdependent. Mind your business. We are inter- interdependent upon each other. The shoemaker can't do what the the co- the uh, the, um, the the blacksmith can do and vice versa. You know, the sheep herder we see is getting milk from the the dairy guy right? We need a collective and that's how we get out of the system. That's how we get out of the system. All right. So one of the last videos here I want to play for you is, um, really the essence of the, the AI satanic spokesperson is Yuval, uh, Noah Harari. Harari. And he has this, he has a view on AI that is absolutely diabolical. He talks about it from a way that it sounds like he's saying it's bad, but he really is saying that it's good. And so he, this whole, everybody, Michelle and I were having a discussion on AI. And a lot of people who are getting their news sources from AI. And um, you're going to hear, here's something, why I despise AI. Leah, you work with artificial intelligence, your computer, you're this, you're that. Let Harari explain to you this version of AI. And when we're talking about this version of AI, this is wrong. It's diabolical. Go ahead. AI is the first technology that can make decisions by itself, even about us. Increasingly, we apply to a bank to get a loan. It's an AI making the decisions about us. So it takes power away from us. The third thing about AI that everybody needs to know It's the first technology ever that can create new ideas. You know, the printing press, radio, television, they broadcast, they spread the ideas created by the human brain, by the human mind. They cannot create a new idea. You know, Gutenberg printed the Bible in the middle of the 15th century. The the, the printing press printed as many copies of the Bible as Gutenberg instructed it but it did not create a single new page. It had no ideas of its own about the Bible. Is it good? Is it bad? How to interpret this? How to interpret that? Um, AI can create new ideas, can even write a new Bible. We, you know, throughout history, religions dreamt about having a book written by a superhuman intelligence, by a non-human entity. Every religion claims our book, all the books of the other religions, they humans wrote them. But our book, no, 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 no. It came from some superhuman intelligence. In a few years, there might be religions that are actually correct. That just think about a religion whose holy book is written by an AI. That could be a reality in a few years. Holy cow. So this, he made some really great points. So Gutenberg, when the Gutenberg press came out, okay, right now I am bringing to you information that's coming from my mind, that's coming from my brain, that's coming from a human being. They have the ability right now to create whole things. AI 
what I say is the Tower of Babel. Yeah. For all mankind, mankind has tried to be God, act like God. But then mankind went one step too far and tried to build tried to build a tower to, to reach God, to reach God, to be like God. And God destroyed the tower. Now we know, now we've got people in space shuttles recognizing that they're not like God at all because space shuttles blow up. <laughs> and submarines blow up. Okay, you're not God. You will never be God. You cannot be God. Even if you try to control the weather, if you try to get into space, eventually you're going to blow up. You're going to die because you're not God. Okay, you can't breathe oxygen above a certain level in the atmosphere. You are not God. We will never be God. With the AI, we are trying to play God. And God this literally is, put limits on us on purpose, by the way. He did. And so I am standing with God and saying, line in the sand. Uh, a lot of people are using AI to do searches and this and that. I, I don't... Uh, there is a difference from what everybody keeps telling me, their search with this AI versus a Google search. Now we know AI is... Uh, Google is kind of an artificial intelligence but there's something when people are doing the AI searches and it's they're not just searches though. What we're talking about they're creating is images, creating, they're creating images, pictures, creating uh, video and creating written. Mostly uh, people are using it for the images and for the AI to compose documents or wording for them. Right. Yeah. So, so far technology has been to um, ex like, exemplify what a human has come up with. And now you're having these, all these different human inputs come up with something that is diabolical. And how is this good for mankind? Because you've all know a Harari sees exactly where this is headed and he's excited about it. I'm not. I find it disturbing that I don't have cell phone numbers or telephone numbers memorized like I did when I was a kid. I still know my no phone number from when I was a kid, 2489247. I have that number memorized and ingrained. I have my friend's phone numbers Okay, memorized from when I was a kid. 248-2497. Like, that was my best friend's phone number from 30 years ago. I have it memorized. Why do I not have people's numbers that memorize that I use all the time because of this technology? So now what was going to happen, if it gets this far, because I don't think God's going to let it go this far, is when it comes to actually composition of words and sentences and writing, it's going to go the way of cursive. If it, why would but anyone even, want this? But even worse than that. Or art. Art goes the way of like no one expresses themselves in art anymore because the AI can do we it. We all know that even if, if you have a speechwriter, it doesn't sound right if it doesn't come from you. Right? And now we have these AI things that are writing things to sound like you. And it's wrong. And I say pull out of the system. Whatever you do. And, and this is what it reminds me of. The meta universe that um, Mark Zuckerberg wanted, where everybody would put on the goggles and live in the metaverse, yeah. everybody put the brakes on and said, that's too far. When it comes to transgenderism, everybody's like, they're putting the brakes on, that goes too far. But uh, there are people that but I know AI, and love, they're not putting the brakes on this at all. AI, this has gone too far. Stop having the AI write your 
your theories, your papers, doing your research. Well, I'm going to call it out. We've got people that are like in the truther movement, in all of your favorite podcasters. You know, when it comes to the thumbnails, I make those. I spend time making those. Leah writes the descriptions. You can tell because both there are errors in what I have written, uh, what I've done and what Leah has written because we are, we are fallible. But these people are using AI to compose the description for their videos. They're using AI to come up with the thumbnails. How, how do they, how do these big people get these thumbnails? It looks super cool. Okay. Ours is never going to look that cool because we're not using AI, right? But these people, they have succumbed. And I'm just like, I am telling you, using technology is dangerous from the satanic point of view, because this is the devil's realm, but there is something and I cannot explain it to you. I just know it in my knower. And so all I can do is tell it, is tell it to you. AI is a tower of Babel. This AI, when you're using it to compose and create what only mankind is supposed to be able to create, we, it is a bridge too far and anyone that uses it, you need to repent. I'm going to say this out loud. If you have ever tried to use the AI, because you just want to see what it does, repent. It is satanic. There is a demonic force attached to it. And I am telling you, Michelle, you guys are using computers. How is that any different? I don't know. But I know that it's different because I can feel it. And if you guys can't feel it, check yourself. Yeah, so you're going to put in, give me a picture of two girls on a ship by an ocean. Okay. AI then, is the first technology it, that can make decisions by... What it does is it doesn't just grab pictures and other that other people have created... Okay, what it does is it creates something for you. It's something that's completely impossible. So you just, you, you gave a plausible description. These people are entering into this thing. Give us an alien that looks like Shaquille O'Neal birthed a baby that looks like Robert Downey Jr. on a planet that's never been invented before, that's on fire only partially with blue flames, and like it goes on and on and on, and the planet kind of looks like Swiss cheese, and it kind of looks like a broccoli flowerette, and then you throw into it a little dog that's then pushing a lawnmower, you know, like all of these things, and then all of a sudden this thing will come up with an image that has never been created created before ever because it's so outlandishly ridiculous and that's so it's not two girls on a boat in the ocean leah they could go grab a picture of two girls on a boat in an ocean this is getting this is absolutely and then it's it's and these are just images they are getting to the point where they will be able to do video of let's have a video of george washington saying that he was so glad that he owned slaves you know what I mean? Or Thomas Jefferson that said, I actually never really wanted to eradicate slavery from the Declaration of Independence. That was a thing that I did so that 200 years down the line, somebody may say that I was anti-slavery. Like they will, they will literally, they could take Leah Svensson. Okay. I robbed this store. I confess. Like it is gone. This is the epitome of satanic. And it is a slope that I do not believe God is going to allow us to go down. But if it does happen, heaven help anyone, even on the side of truthers that participates in it. And I have names that you guys know and love that I know and love that I could call out like that, that are all doing this. And I will call out Gab. Gab has, has jumped in. I think even CloudHub has jumped in. I, th I think. Don't quote me on the CloudHub. I know for sure Gab has. Gab, and I love Jeff Brain and I love CloudHub and I love Andrew Torba and I love Gab, but they, Gab has their own AI. What do they do with it? You can now, you can use the Gab AI to do everything that I just said. Wow. Yikes. 
all of these places have done, and this is where it gets into the Gisera Nisera, the Trump Build Back Better, his version of Build Back Better, his kind of 15-minute cities that he wants, doing all of this, we're going to do what they want to do, but we're going to do it better, and it's all going to be industrialized, it's already all going to be AI-ized, it's all, it's all going to be synthesized, it's all going to be fake, and I'm telling you something, whether it's an EMP or a spiritual EMP or something, God is going to pull the plug on this garbage because it is the epitome of satanic. And that's what I have to say. All right. So I'm going to read some comments. All right. Over here. Wicked Psych says, I appreciate and admire all your hard work you do. You inspire inspire people to do better. That's a donation from Rumble. Thank you, uh, Wicked Psych over there on Rumble. Um, I got fined for replacing shingles on one side of my house without a permit, and I live where freedom started in this country. That's really, really sad. No, shingles? That's, you should not, How do you ridiculous. get fined I would for fight replacing that. shingles? Uh, James says, AI is going to be a major tool of the devil. Um, Wiley Coyote says, not supposed to compete with the pyramid. It is God who caps the pyramid. People need to humble themselves. The pyramid is incomplete for a reason. Algorithms are not ideas. Ideas come from intelligences, humans who receive them from angels or demons. Um, I, and I know that CloudHub is Todd, Todd Calendar right now too, but I, to me, I always associate it with Jeff and I'm not sure how much it's all, if, if Todd just bought that 100%, I don't know. Um, uh, James says, they push this AI stuff, making it seem so cool. Let me get some comments over here from, D- from uh, DLive there. Uh, creating, this is what you should know, because AI says so, says Mizzo. Um, so many frequencies, channels, I'm sorry, still sounds like my worst nightmare. Baker Mom says, Michelle, you are telling the computer what to do and not the other way around. You are the creative force. You are in in charge, not AI. That is an excellent way of differentiating the difference between what this is doing and what we do when we utilize this technology. Um, Mike says, then AI could put satanic symbols quietly into the graphics. Very well said. Um, All right. Yeah, that's good. So thank you guys for those comments. You guys are awesome. Okay, so tell them did did the uh, did it, did the Nikki Vitali stuff help with your arm? Yes, not one hundred percent because I'm still recovering, but yes, it did. It has helped very, very, so very. Michelle was in a lot of pain, and on air, I used and it's not down here anymore. It was the um, what was it? The muscle the therapeutic rub? rub, the therapeutic rub, and the CBD. And combined, Michelle was in so much pain, and I we tried it out. We were gonna let you guys know. Uh, she had me do it again last night, and how yeah. is it? I think it's the only way that this is going to get better, honestly, because I've tried doing a lot of um, kind of physical therapy stuff. I've tried doing stretches, and it's just not working, and I think that doing that and rubbing it, pushing it into the, the, the skin, pushing it in, pulling the muscles um, with that stuff so that it can really get in there is going to be the only way. So I want to encourage you guys, if you have these kinds of injuries or pains, Go to OrganicBodyEssentials.com. Use promo code RC. If you want the therapeutic gel, that's on OrganicBodyEssentials.com. If you want the uh, CBD tincture, the CBD tincture that's on OBE.OrganicBodyEssentials.com. Um, so I am so grateful that Vicky Natale came into our lives and yeah. sent us these products to start with. And now we can get them on our own and you guys can get them too. So definitely want to encourage you. Guys so to if you don't live and we're going to end with this, uh, if you don't live in uh, South Korea, you can go to ITM trading to get your gold and silver. But if you do, 
buying silver uh, physical precious metals is uh, a time proven method for securing generational wealth while reckless central bankers debase currencies and ignite the worst inflation storm in a generation gold and silver investing has long been seen as a hedge against inflation and a store of value against currencies access to physical precious metals is challenging and usually involves a bullion dealer Sometimes online dealers take weeks to receive the de uh, de dealers take weeks to receive the delivery. Now, South Korea has convenience store GS Retail with 10,000 locations has understood the soaring demand for sound money and wants to enhance accessibility. The company rolled out gold bar vending machines with offerings in five sizes weighing point uh, one, uh, 13 ounce, 0.13 ounces to 1.3 ounces. The most popular gold bar is the smallest one. It's about $225. And if you go to my uh, history, I brought up a cool video. People in their 20s and 30s actually appear to be the main buyers purchasing physical gold as an investment vehicle, especially in times like these. Uh, GS has rolled out 29 gold bar vending machines with plans to increase to 50 by the end of the year. So now we've got milk vending machines and we have gold bar vending machines. Yes. This is... I, I like the convenience of this. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Hello, guys. Welcome to our like channel. Us. In a unique twist to the convenience oh, store you, experience, customers in South through. Korea you, are now turning to play. vending machines for a new kind of purchase, gold bars. GS Retail, a leading convenience store chain, has introduced gold bar vending machines in their stores, offering customers a convenient way to invest in precious metals. The gold bar vending machine, sleek and modern in design, stands prominently at GS Retail convenience stores. It has quickly caught the attention of customers seeking alternative investment options and the allure of owning physical gold. The vending machine offers customers a range of gold bar sizes, from the smallest weighing 0.13 ounces to the largest at 1.3 ounces. Each gold bar is securely packaged and ready for purchase at the touch of a button. Oh my GS gosh. Retail representative, our gold bar vending machines provide customers with a hassle-free way to invest in gold. The machines are stocked with gold bars of various sizes, and the prices are adjusted daily to reflect the international gold market. It's a convenient and reliable investment option for customers. Customers can browse the available options on the vending machine's display, selecting the okay. desired gold bar size and quantity. I actually kind of like this quantity. because what it does is it gives you the, uh, the you can see it. A lot of people, you haven't seen it. You don't know what a, a what a actual gold or silver coin or bar is going to look like. Um, and I think it's great. I, I was going to say that South Koreans are big on cryptocurrencies. They're big on um, alternative forms of currencies. Like, they kind of understand where this world is heading. Well, they've got North Korea right ab above them. Yeah. Okay? Showing them what tyranny looks like. And I'm sure that that, that trickles down to currencies. So if you guys are like uh, some most of us and you want to start investing in gold and silver on the small scale, we we go to SC Bullion. They're a Christian company. We get no kickbacks. I'm just letting you know because it's not fair if, if we do something and we don't tell you about 100%. it. 100%. And we actually told ITM Trading. ITM Trading, we had a conversation with them. We said a lot of our viewers are not going to be coming to ITM Trading because they just don't have the um the need for a bulk dealer this is like kind yeah. of a, a big deal and they said send anybody that's got less than two thousand dollars to your favorite deal they like to use money metals exchange they're also a christian company um and or when we use sd bouillon i know kansas has used money metal exchange as well i've been to their website Some of the best prices they there. they have really really good prices there so both of those places are good if you if you want to just make a very small purchase um both of those places are are good to to go but if you if you're like me and you've got, well, okay, 
I don't have a, a big amount anymore. We've we put everything that we could in. Now we just buy little purchases, $300 here, $300 there. Um, but if you're like me, thinking about taking even $5,000 and putting it, I remember like my heart was pounding the first time. We didn't have resistance chicks telling us how to get into this stuff. I had to call the gold dealer down the street and Kansas and I showed up and this guy's got a suitcase full of silver dollars. Okay, like, and I'm like, I'm going to pay this guy. I don't know anything about this. And here I am going to pay this guy this money. And oh my gosh. And I was so nervous. And so if you, again, like I said, if you've got, you know, three, $5,000, you're, you're kind of scared. You don't need to be scared, A, using SD Bullion or Money Metals Exchange. But if you want somebody to walk you through it and you also have other ideas, okay, I really would like to invest in some land. Um, this is how much money I have, or, Hey, I've got a 401k. I've got these things that I'm not supposed to be able to cash out of. How do I do that without a penalty? Um, there, they will walk you through all of those things. So go to learn.itmtrading.com forward slash chicks, or just give them a call for a free consultation. 1-866-950-7776. That's 1-866-950-7776. And, uh, they will know that you came via resistance chicks and they will take good care of you. The testimonies that we've had from you guys calling them have all been positive 100%. You know, if we had the ability to contact, you know, connect with like the perfect homeschooling, then I might do that. But there is no perfect homeschooling and you don't need it. But when it comes to gold and silver and it comes to like these government regulations and what are you going to do with your retirement? You need some help. It's, you need a professional. Help, yeah. You need somebody who's going to walk you through that, who knows to, how to help you. So you're not going to yeah. take a big hit. So call them, give them, give them a call and, and thank God for people like them. Okay. Because there are great people who are teaching you how to do horses, people who teach you how to keep sheep, people who teach you how to raise tomatoes. And we're going to have Lynette on our show at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Woo! on July 11th. Very yeah. excited about that. Um, it'll be a Tuesday. Tuesday. It'll be live. So if you have questions, come. come. Because Lynette it has the same heart as we do for prepping. She has land that she's been purchasing. She's been prepping with chickens and a koi pond and like all of these foods and fruit trees and nuts and moringa and like she, so I don't know how much we're going to be talking about gold or how much we're going to be talking about prepping, but it's going to be a really, really, really fun show. So put fire. that one on your calendar, 5.30 PM on July 11th. Then, um, Leah, July this 12th. July 12th, we're going to have flyover conservatives oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. on Revelation Red Pill. So Tuesday and Wednesday, that week's going to be fire. Absolute fire. So very much looking forward to that. Leah, speaking of Revelation Red Pill, what are we going to talk about this week? The seven eyes, the seven golden candlesticks. We're going to get into Revelation. We're going to pack open. We're going to do our first. It's like this. You're going to open the book of Revelation. This light's going to come out. And we're going to start giving you some keys on how to unlock the the mysteries of the book of Revelation like you've never seen before. If you haven't been tuning into the Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays, start now because the longer you wait, the longer you're going to have to catch up because I'm always telling everybody you got to start at episode one. All right. So let me read a couple of comments and then we'll say goodbye. Britt Baza says, I can see a gold bar ram raid taking off in South Korea. It will be a new crime. Mizzo says, I don't really have any gold dealers near Walmart, and my gold won't pay my bill there either. <laughs> I get that. And you know why we push it, though, guys? Because it's obedience to God. Yeah. Even if you can just get a couple of junk silver dimes. It's okay? God's money. 
It's God's money. It's again, that little tiny seed that I talked about. Just plant a seed in the pot, get a few silver dimes. God, I right? trust you. And I'm going to, I'm asking you to make it so that we can use this and not defraud our neighbor. hundred percent. God hates unjust weights and balances. Mike says, God's going to have to drop manna from the sky. That's my prepping. No, Mike, you have to do something. You have to do something to say, God, I see what's coming and I'm obeying you, even if it's in a small way. And I trust that you will take care of me because I'm trusting you with what you are telling me that's coming down the line. Because Mike, you know better than everybody what's coming down the line. Uh, Brabaza says, great show, girls. Well done. Uh, Wicked Psych says, my rain barrels were the best investment I made that I can appreciate directly right now. Awesome. That is phenomenal. I, we don't talk about water catchment enough and we should. So thank you for bringing that up. We'll try to do a show on that at some point. Um, there's too much going on. Like they are acting out the Bible, like a script. Maybe that's why they call it scripture. All the world's a stage. You know, Wiley Coyote. He says, I now believe most atheists are not truly atheists. I believe they are Satanists and are trained to convince you. There is no devil. I think they know they just chose the wrong side. The Boom. devil exists. And wouldn't he want to convince people that he doesn't exist? Exactly. Well said, which is, ex which is why we're doing our revelation red pill Wednesdays. You hit the nail on the head. You get a cookie. Wiley Coyote gets the cookie. We're doing this because we want everybody to know that we have all power and authority over a devil that is very real and does exist. And everybody who is not a Christian is actually, the Bible says, if you sin, you're a slave to sin. Boom. You are of your father, the devil. And so you're scripturally correct. And as far as it being a script, modern end times theory, it's only 150 years old. They're walking it out because they wrote it, right? These evil people wrote the script on what yeah. end times would look like. And now they're literally playing it out. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. We'll see you next time right here on World News with Resistance Chicks and on Fridays for our headline news for the weekly news roundup in the United States, which I still think is informative for everybody around the world because you want to know what's going on in the United States yeah. as well because we want to know what's going on with you guys. All right. We'll see you next time. God bless.